0: What happens when IcoPal and WatchaMania combined? A new podcast called IcoPal Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is the inaugural Iko Pal's Podcast episode one, guys. And we got we got to start off perfect. It's fitting. It's very fitting if we start off like this with our special guest today, the one of the founders of WatchaMania. And some could say he's a founder of Aiko Pals, Aiko Pals original. Either way, I, you guys can label it. It sounds good. Yeah. Advi Devin, or you can call him just Devin. No, no, nope. nope, I was hey. right. Yeah.
1: What's up? Yes. Advi Devin. Advi Devin. Whichever you prefer, whichever feels better for you. Yeah. And, Ad and here, yes. Watching media. It's been about like two years now. When you said like founder of Watching media, I was like, Wow. It really is, like, going to be two years next month since Watcher Mania, like, first opened doors.
0: So to and, say. Wow. and I, I remember uh, Jesse was the one that basically introduced us to you, yep. too. So, yeah. that's awesome. And we have going yeah. to out Jesse. a yeah. Mania
1: was named by him. I will never huh. not give him that credit. Yeah.
0: So, it's like, it's crazy how this comes full circle in. And you're the first one for us, for the special guest for Eichel Battle's podcast. You comfortable, Adam? I'm, I'm trying to be. It's a little tight over here, but that's all right. And uh, <laughs> so, with that in mind, that's what she said. With that in mind... Uh, <laughs> Let, let's stop beating around the bush. Yeah. Let's, let's just uh, let's By just way, uh, the bush. We wanted to do a podcast for so long, but we struggled with the name. We went. We, we were thinking into the grizzly cave. The grizzly cave, or whatever. Uh, shout out to I forget who said that uh, name for. Uh, one of in our the chat. grizzly kid for a uh, streaming service. It's network. in the archives. Yeah, the streaming but, uh, archives. Alex just one day be like, really? Just. Just call it Echo Pals. That's, that's just that's it's right there. So <laughs> it's right there. We already got the logo We <laughs> yeah. just got to just put podcast in and the boom. headphones. Boop. It works out and, boom there's, ba, and there's no fitting first guest for the, the inaugural Ico Pal uh, Podcast than Abby Devin <laughs> Were you gonna say live stream? <laughs> uh, I was gonna say live <laughs> It's a habit. We, we live stream stuff like this all the time and it's like yeah. it's a habit uh, with we that in mind, gotta uh, break the habit sometimes. There you go. Good song. Uh, with that in mind, uh, one question uh, is fun. What does Pal mean to you? There's a bunch of definitions, in my opinion. But uh, Devin, what does it mean to you, Eichel Pals?
1: To me, it's a matter of like, no matter a difference in taste, opinion, whatever the case, it's like Pal is at the core, you're a homie kind of thing. Yeah. It's always just just what it means to me when I hear it.
0: <laughs> Basically, bros and just hanging out. To and me, that, supplement deal is coming. It's coming. Damn it, dude. <laughs> I had to do it. Come on. It's already. I, hey, I'm. I am I'm... kill that supplement egregiously. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Wait, just uh, don't abuse it. Just don't abuse it. Oh, and by the way, we do have IcoPal merchandise. So. Yes, on Sorry. the uh, website, Howard uh, Merch. I think it's Streamlabs Merch dot com slash uh, screws forward I'll link it in the description on the tube of you this will be on Spotify Amazon Music all that fun stuff and uh, this is I'm gonna be real with you guys this is our second time I'm trying to get this going take two <laughs> so yeah. It happens, hey? You know, it's our first time. We're, we're new at this, so... We could have lied and say it's our first time, but no. We're, that's the kind Our of first file got corrupted, are. but we're here now. Hey, we're on jobby status. <laughs> let's let's try and get to main event in the future. Yeah, we're, we're climbing up that ladder. <laughs> uh, with that in mind, uh, AW All-In is around the corner. It's next Sunday. I was going to say yep. Saturday, but it's Sunday. And uh, with that in mind, uh, a lot of building ups going on right now uh, with MJF and Adam Cole especially. Uh, Honestly in my opinion I did not see them as a team effort so then the vignettes comes and the promos and all and I'm like fuck this is great. I like this. Uh, What's your opinion on MJF and Adam Cole? I think that this
1: has really been a good opportunity for AEW to get back to something that they were most well known for and something they were able to take a lot of pride in and that is their long term storytelling long-term uh, style bookend. of booking. <laughs> and you think uh, things like Hangman Kenny uh, Team Taz versus Darby there have been a lot of long term views in those first two years or so that AEW really did well in telling and over time that just became, the, the concept just became like taking a long time to tell a story but in this case this is a great chance to Tell some nuanced layers about characters uh, on a deeper level, while on the surface giving us a very entertaining vignette about uh, a villain trying to be a good guy kind of thing. Yeah,
0: a yeah, uh, uh, good like a uh, change of heart storyline, and we definitely seen those in the past. And, and you guys know it's wrestling; it's just like weddings and wrestling, or son always had to go, or signing contracts mm-hmm. for a match. It's always gonna go long. There has to be a stunt. There has to be a. There has to be. Uh, I'm trying to think of the term. Uh, d- uh, Johnny Knoxville? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Jack uh, There has to be. Uh, Exclamation like, or like, like, like a moment. A moment. A moment. The, yeah. There has to there be a go. moment. There has a, to be a change. Like yeah. a, a the, turnaround. Because of without it, you, viewers may just tend to change their channel, but. And, uh, with that in mind, though, uh, we got a lot of stuff uh, to talk about here on the first episode podcast. It's crazy. Uh, with All In and, uh, with everything going on with the locker room stuff, which we will get to, and, uh, with everything going on with Dax, or not Dax, uh, Cash, really, I believe it's Cash, and by the way, I hope he gets better, his act gets together, uh, The internet is cool on that Uh, And plus like Especially with like in my opinion it felt like All in just now They're trying to advertise it heavily (laughs) So do you want to just get straight into it What do you think of The booking or lack there is Because as of what like Hartford uh, Collision in Hartford they didn't really announce it Since the announcement of They're doing it they've been mostly focused On all out or just their uh, weekly programming. That is true.
1: Yeah, that, that's a fair point, because like you mentioned, the Hartford-Connecticut Collision, that was the July 29th edition of Collision, which is just inside a month away from All In. And this is where it brings up the, the interesting argument about AEW's booking philosophy when it comes to advertising their pay-per-views in general. Because they traditionally have had four or five pay-per-views a year. Yeah. So that means months apart from one another, in the, say for Double or Nothing and Forbidden Door. And they always do this thing where they wait until like the last three weeks before the pay-per-view to start booking towards the pay-per-view. Like, it doesn't exist until then. Even though we know as soon as for, uh, Full Gear is over, all right, come March is revolution, you know. And this year they did a little bit better than that with MJF and Danielson starting their program in January like two months out from Revolution you know so but, but that still was an exception to their rule of waiting until the last moment to build, uh, build towards it and while I can kind of get behind that in terms of like well fo- putting a lot of focus on your weekly product for one but also you know like n- not looking too far ahead of things just in case anything goes wrong I think the tight squeeze at the end there isn't the best idea. And in the case of All In, that might be the exception to that, because, well, All In was this, this giant historic show, you know, not just for AEW, but yeah. for all of wrestling. No, so... Yeah. that's the one that you almost want to go the the WrestleMania route, like just the name alone, try to sell it, you know, so you wait as long as you can to start advertising matches for that card for the sake of saying, you know, 60,000 70,000 bought tickets just because it's all in, not because (laughs) it's AEW Announcing a match does two things One, it now allows those people who are announced in that match to take credit for ticket sales, or vice versa It's the reason for there to not be ticket sales or not be um, buy um, purchases of the pay-per-view, because you know you have all out a week later, and you kind of have a situation where, as fans, a casual American viewer who's who's going to spend fifty dollars on one or the other, if either at all, they're gonna pick only one or the other, you know. So
0: yeah, they kind of have to choose. Pick your poison. <laughs> yeah. Um. Unless, Basically like, unless, like, what you said, it, unless you have a VPN or back in the day, a uh, hotbox. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> with that in mind, like, I think they should have done, like, a bundle, like, all in and all. The all bundle, I don't know. Something to that cliche. Oh. And, uh. Like. You, could, you could name it that. Uh, and, uh. I know, uh. I think you were saying this at our first recording round before it got corrupted. Uh, the in UK they had a bundle for all, all out of uh, for um, Bindor Oh yeah. Uh, like, like all in all one. those, yeah. all those pay per views. I can't think of them top my head. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> so nice. many. But uh, like you were saying before that, and it's like they should do that. I think that was for fight in the UK. Is that right? Fight. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Fight TV. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, and, uh, no, you're good. And, uh, Bleacher is for America, which I I like Bleacher to a point, but I prefer Fight because if you buy some, you get Fight credits and all that. And you can build that up for something like this event. So, with that in mind, though, like, yeah, they definitely I felt they didn't thought that through, but kind of. Let's see where Bleacher Reports leads, because what they may do is see how many people purchased this event and have, like, a discount for a, the next event. So yeah. it all depends like on... Like a voucher. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, because of it's it's easy to see which person purchased something for them. You know what I'm shocked? Because this is a new, like, like uh combat sports streaming app premiere because like the major wrestling figure podcast uses it and i think they bundle stuff and plus uh going to all out uh conrad thompson is mm. having starcast which is a big bundle deal so it has been done before so it's like why not discover to that but i guess uh AEW has an exclusivity deal with uh bleacher for, and I don't know how long. Yeah, for America, I think. And um, uh, yes. Yeah. Nah, no, you're good, you're good. It's the delay part here. Is that it? It's it, like a newscast. Yeah. It's like when you're waiting for the person at, like, like the other side to answer, and it's like... But, oh, uh, I want to say this now, actually, uh... There's talks like that AEW filed a a copyright thing or a trademark for AEW Plus or something like that. So it sounds like, I don't know if we might be getting a streaming service of AEW. One step closer? If so, should they put all the ROH stuff, Ring of Honor, onto that to make it just more easier for the average consumer? Or should they just keep Ring of Honor its own thing with Honor Club? Right? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Honor Club. So, that's the rumor in the window right now, again, with the rumors take it with a grain of salt, because, you know, you, you don't know with that stuff, but what are your thoughts on uh, that? Well,
1: actually, I do have the answer for that. You see, the AW Plus is a subscription service on Fight TV. In fact, I'm subscribed to it, is uh, okay. AW Plus, is where you get the features like that. You have to be international subscriber, which is the point I mentioned earlier. Uh, the VPN that I use, so that's how I actually purchase my AEW pay-per-fuses. I get them $20 a pop as opposed to $50 a pop because I transport to the UK and bada-bing, all of a sudden it's cheaper. So that's been my method. And like mentioned, on Fight TV, they had a bundle of like uh, Double or Nothing Forbidden Door all out in full gear altogether. All In wasn't on that notably, which is where it's like, we're not sure how this fits into their scheduling or where it's going to be. But Warner Brothers does have an exclusivity deal with AEW, which is why they, like, in America, they only stick with Bleacher Report, which is a Warner Brothers-affiliated program. But yes, AEW Plus is a Fight fight TV uh, subscription service to get access to commercial-free Dynamite Rampage collision and... Uh, that's actually separate of the pay-per-views. You can just buy the pay-per-views on, on their own. Okay. But yeah. that's yes, fitting. I think AEW subs- um, filing for the copyright to it, I believe, is just because it, it, they still want it to be theirs. I'm not sure if it's going to eventually branch off and become its own subscription service, but right now that doesn't seem like the most viable option because Honor Club, they want to still have it be its own thing, which is why now you can buy the Ring of Honor pay-per-views on that service as opposed to having to go to Fight TV or something for it. But, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking if they're going to do a subscription service for AEW at all, it's going to be the Max, which is the they're going to be the rebranded
0: HBO+. Plus. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And it may be, like, an add-on, like, HBO, like, programming. Yeah. Kind of like what they do with everything on Paramount and everything. Because yeah. everything needs an add-on for <laughs> streaming services. And it's like, oh, man, you're yeah. making it more but, for me. But, like, it shows how, like, this... I think the theme is this event has, like, a dark cloud over. Because at first, nobody know, like, what match is going to be. And also... Uh, where you could buy it because there was rumor it's it's pay-per-view only or like closed circuit like theaters and stuff but then it's like okay now more is getting out i think it all should have been out in the open plan which think it which brings me to this do you think all out and it's probably the obvious answer uh it's Tony Khan is like, well, I just want to do all this quickly so I can compete with WWE. It's you like, mean, oh, I got a stadium show now. You mean all in? Or, or all in? Thank you. <laughs> all in. Someone had to say it once. All out. <laughs> the botches keep coming. Yes.
1: I'm, I'm not so certain. It's a matter of competing with WWE. It definitely is. It definitely turns into, and if it sticks it to him, then awesome as well. And that's what it ended up doing, so that's what people are focusing on. But when it was initially set out, this was, this was meant for AEW to make waves because, it, as they've said in the video packages and stuff, this is, this is emulating the spirit of the initial all-in. It's going to, you know, oh, we're going to get 10,000 seats for this indie show. 10,000 fans for this indie show, and people like, that sounds ridiculous, you'll never do that. The $10,000 $10, bet,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's huge. And then all of
1: a sudden, they come forward, this company that's been alive barely four years, we're gonna do Wembley Stadium. Who? What? And then in two days, sold 40,000 tickets. What?
0: Which, by the way, good on you, AEW, for that. Good job. And, uh... uh no,
1: thing. And uh, it's involved into, like, this superpower.
0: Um, um I got the facts and figures right here, but... Uh, to pass the time, do you feel Wembley is a perfect place for it? Like, the UK fans craving for a WrestleMania, you're not gonna... We don't know if they're gonna get it, but, like, do you think since this is su- successful, WWE or uh, like other... Per- uh, WWE, let's not beat around the bush, is gonna have eyes on it. It's like, oh, we're, we're gonna go there now.
1: Um, I think... Yes, and that comes in part from the fact that when you look at out of WWE and AEW, AEW ha- is the bigger of the two in the UK. Yeah. because And that comes down to something very crucial, and that is AEW is available on free television there, whereas WWE is behind a paywall there. Cool. So by default, AEW is more accessible and thus more liked. And the average British, British wrestling fan is much smarter to the workings of pro wrestling than I would say the American the average American wrestling fan. Uh, and so that's why you get all these creative chants and stuff at the UK shows and the like. I think that's going to come into play in a Wembley environment. That's not to say if they were to try and go for, say, a Tokyo Dome or go for whatever big stadium slash coliseum is in Australia, if that wouldn't have done something amazing. And they could have done all in, in like... Um, the what's it called i forgot what it's called it's there there's a there's another there's a stadium in chicago
0: oh uh, yeah. Think
1: Field. yeah yeah i believe so uh yeah I'm so they have done that if they wanted to because that's you know chicago the same spirit is all in but i think they they wanted to go for the biggest possible thing because to match the same spirit as the initial all-in is to go for something that quite frankly just didn't seem believable for someone in their position
0: well, the ticket sales don't lie. I got them right here. Available tickets, 4,626. Current setup, 85,472. Distributed tickets since uh, last update. And I'm getting this from Wrestling Ticks. Great source of uh, information. The uh, Distributed tickets, 80,846 plus an additional 790 since last update. Which means it surpassed SummerSlam '92 last time wrestling was at Wembley, the old Wembley, and it just surpassed uh, WrestleMania '32 at Arlington Stadium, which was eighty thousand seven hundred and nine. Jeez. that's that's definitely an accomplishment. Well, Do you think they're gonna sell more? One hundred percent. This is gonna be one cause there's
1: always there's also gonna be walk-up tickets ticket sales. I imagine that's gonna to come to at least a couple of hundred to a thousand. Um that's gonna be like day of slash day before. I think they're gonna have a few people who are going to try and get some tickets in the last week or two depending on what matches are announced. But yeah, if they're going to meet that eighty five thousand mark, I'm not too sure at this point. And I don't see that as completely necessary because they've already set, you know, they set the records. This is this is as big of a win as it could possibly be. They can't 100% say sold out without, you know, bending the truth a little bit, but I don't think that's a hill to die on. And I think the only people that are going to really care about that are the AEW detract, detractors, the people who are going to try and make aw seem lesser than no matter what it does you know yeah, so yeah
0: it's like oh the, wait you're just adding the concession stand people the merchandise people and, and with that in mind i that's a good way to go with this topic uh with uh, wrestling fans with the tribalism and all that with uh wwe fans AEW fans and that tiny, tiny sliver of TNA fans. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. There are Impact any... fans? <laughs> uh, who knew? I, I, I do not oh, know. Yes. Especially <laughs> in the UK. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so uh, guys, with that in so... mind, uh, in my opinion, I say just enjoy wrestling. Well, yep. well, don't be a child. Yep. Come on. Oh, it's, it's all for enjoyment. Uh, the Wrestling Appreciation Society, as, as we I call was, it. I was going to say. Uh, just appreciate oh. wrestling. What? Yeah, oh, yep. and uh, so it's like that in mind. Though it's like I see people on Twitter. They can, oh, I'm sorry. The AX now as Booker T would say. Just say social media in general. It's yeah, it's really big it's yeah. mostly Twitter, but uh, they they are so toxic glam. with this stuff. Yeah. Both sides. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying just AEW or just WWE. It's both sides, and uh, I get it. You like one company or you like the other. Yeah. It's okay to like one thing. Just don't. Don't be toxic about it. Don't be e, encouraging harm to the other side. Just let everyone appreciate wrestling. And I find it funny we kind of coined the phrase "wrestling appreciation society." And the abbreviation the, is was. <laughs> was is was actually because of that's what wrestling used to be appreciated instead of of all this tribalism. Um, people don't understand that back in the day, w- w- like us, we used to get bullied for liking yep. wrestling. To while, the oh, that's fake. To the point, uh, yeah. I tell this to the point where it's like uh, there's people that told me, "Oh, you like wrestling? Oh, that's fake. That's yeah, gay stuff." And yeah. and to a point, some people told me kill myself for yeah. liking wrestling. How ridiculous yeah, is that? Yeah, and it's like, it's. But nowadays, it's becoming a little more acceptable. It's mainstream now. We should be proud that a sport that got mocked at a long time ago is now something that people are talking about. With oh, wrestling's cool. It's bringing back to the golden age. Or the Ad today. I just uh, remember like Ad well, Ad today was like the one exception yeah, for it because that was like the, the edge. The yeah. It was the edgy times of it. And also, sorry to interrupt you guys, but look at it from the wrestler's side. Yeah. The rest, like people that are wrestling, they have multiple companies to go to. It's not just one monopoly or yeah, exactly. you have to go to Japan. Now there's more companies in the United States. Your yeah. thoughts, uh, Devin?
1: That's exactly it. AEW has changed the landscape in terms of creating an environment for wrestlers yeah. to have... Multiple ways of making it. It's no longer, I need to be on the on the stage of WrestleMania, or I am not a successful professional wrestler. That's no longer the case. You don't even have to say that. That's the case with All In, the Tokyo Dome. You know, because it's cr- it's become such a viable profession it's no longer i'm trying to become a wwe stars i'm trying to become a pro wrestler again and yeah. that's something that was very necessary and that's not to toot AEW's horn because realistically any company coming in to fill that void that AEW filled would have created a very similar environment but that's not also not to take away from what AEW has done in that regard as well
0: yeah, like the funniest thing is my coworkers don't know much about wrestling but they recognize the Undertaker they recognize the John Cena's they recognize names like Macho Man and then realizing like how I remember back in the day where it's like John Cena he uh, they should stop pushing him Um, I'm sick of Cena being over pushed and then yep. hearing all these non-wrestling fans going like Oh, I recognize John Cena. <laughs> it, Damn, he it, was right. <laughs> it proved it proved that, like John Cena is the guy because of it. Lets people who do not know wrestling, who does not like wrestling, who wants to insult wrestling, recognize a person who got their start. Well, basically started through wrestling, and plus yeah. it's a gateway to yeah. get people into wrestling. Yeah, it's Damn. kind. of... It's kind of interesting on that, yeah. W- one of my coworkers, he, not, he didn't like wrestling in the beginning. Then we brought him to Blitzkrieg. Shout out um, to Blitzkrieg, by the way. Yep, and he became a fan. He started watching it. He's, he's, he's getting hooked. He's <laughs> Religious. Getting- <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's like like I rem- when like we were talking about before getting bullied. It's like. Like I don't talk about wrestling that much because of it's like yeah it's, you, you don't want to like pick a fight or yeah, something I, yeah, that but, was me but now it's time. like getting to the point yeah. where you can love wrestling and let people know you love wrestling and and that's the best thing And like we were saying before that's what people gotta realize Ice. just embrace that it's Embraced by the darkness. Yes, it's there. <laughs> and plus, and uh, the no one brought this up. Plus, with the unfortunate thing going on in Hollywood with the SAG strike, yep. wrestling, there's nothing on but wrestling. True. Or in sports, but wrestling, like sports and entertainment but is getting pushed more, which means more eyes... Realize uh, this: wrestling has writers, though, and that's the big point in that, David. The that writing, true. the writing in wrestling. So, oh, a company that could be really damaged by this strike is what's only there. It's it's sad on that, but uh, yeah. And it's uh. uh. By the way, uh, I thank you to everybody. We get how it is hard to write stuff. And uh, thank you, everyone. I just want to say thank you for those writers telling good stories throughout the years, especially in wrestling. And it's, like, seriously, like, I don't know, you expect it to be really easy to make a storyline, but apparently not in WWE especially. (laughs) With, like, Mm -hmm. some storylines can be stupid. Yeah. Then again, you get that everywhere. But that's what I love about wrestling, too. It can be stupid, but... At the end of the day you're having a good time. You're having a good laugh about it. Uh, uh, it could be the Tommy was the room bad, but it's all in for good fun. And so, and to like put my stamp on it, it's like it, it's like the original spirit of all uh, all in in, uh, uh, hey, you he said it. <laughs> all in, it's like it's supposed to bring all wrestling together instead no, exactly. of separate it. It's like the Forbidden Door as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, your your thoughts, Devin?
1: No, that's that's the exact thing to bounce off what you were saying earlier about how like wrestling, especially because you know for so long it was just WWE and the quality sunk because it was just WWE and there was nothing to keep it on point. It became hard to be a wrestling fan openly without it becoming something you could be easily mocked for, and with it growing it with wrestling as a whole growing as it is. And like you mentioned earlier, you're able to get somebody into it by just giving it a shot because now the stigma has lightened up about it so people are more willing to give it a go. And as unfortunate as the strikes are and it may start affecting wrestling sooner rather than later, um, it does present another opportunity for wrestling to really... Get this boom. So I think that now more than ever, it's important that you know us wrestling fans wear that fandom with honor. You know, show us like we've been here. This is something that is worth enjoying. This is worth investing your time in, and in turn, will show wrestling, like those who produce wrestling, to produce it as a whole, because like that it is something that they should that is worth the effort they're putting in, and will further. Improve on that quality like they already have been. You know, you see things like the Bloodline storyline, the Better Than You Baby storyline. These things are much more nuanced than we're traditionally used to seeing in pro wrestling, even as far back as, even as recent as like five years ago. Yeah. And we still see the much more traditional wrestling storylines and tropes. But I think as. More, uh, more time passes, and more of an audience is drawn to wrestling. The more exposure and influence it's going to get from the outside world, and in what will inter- encourage it to evolve, uh, encourage it to evolve.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And and just like anything like that evolving, that, again, that's one thing you I love about wrestling too. It's like you see people evolve from it too, and it's like especially like young wrestlers back then, like when you like us, like we like with indie stuff. We're like, oh, we never really had in our area until Blitzkrieg came around, and uh, then we're like, you see these young talents, and you're like, they have what it takes to be a star. Yep. These guys, I see big potential in them, and then like you like see them evolve from the indie leagues, like uh, getting close to nothing, to going into the big time. Like nowadays, like you were saying, like AW is considered big time now. Same with WWE, and uh, you see them on there, and you're like, wow, I remember seeing them, like, yep. at this rate, like, wrestling get with, like, 30 people in the in crowd to yep. 50 to up and up, yep. and it's, like, it's crazy how that is. Like, for example, uh, Tommy End or Aleister Black or Malachi Black, go Malachi yeah. by names. See, we saw him in Blitzkrieg as Tommy Itt. Uh, to to go more of a deeper cut, I would say Briggs, Joshua Briggs. Yep, Joshua Briggs. We seen him, we seen him at uh, the Blitzkrieg shows many times. And there was one moment. It's like we kind of have a curse in Blitzkrieg where <laughs> whenever we ch- and "Future Champ," they never leave. Okay, <laughs> yes, now they're done. But with Blitzkrieg because they're moving on up. But Briggs, we remember seeing them at Blitzkrieg and it's like, oh, this guy has a look. This guy has a gimmick. This guy's going to make it. And then you see them get booked on that Evolve show on the network. And it's like, oh, my God. Yes, yeah. he's getting he's getting over. We're, we're happy, and then you see him now on NXT, with and the it's, short hair. Yeah, the uh, short. <laughs> I think his gimmick's better with the long hair, and he used to have a chain and just whack it on the ground. Oh, he was like Bruiser Brody. Yeah, that. Oh, another way picture him with long hair. You guys know Grimes in uh, NXT, and now he's on the main roster, I think. Picture him just a taller Grimes mm-hmm. with yeah. a little more muscle, I guess. Huh. Like, that was him oh. in the Indies. Like, he yeah. was a tall guy. Not Grimes, uh, Briggs, back in the Indies. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah. Dude, like, there was yeah. one spot, like, they made him a beast yeah. where he pulled out his shoulder and they were like, having, they were, like he hit his shoulder on the, turn, the ring post mm-hmm. to put it back in place. And I'm like, you don't see that anymore to build the beast. And yeah. I'm like, dude, I, I want this back. Like, I want... Yeah. Hard, like hardcore beats like oh, this guy could literally fuck me up. He could literally screw <laughs> me over. I don't want to mess with him. Yep. he is crazy. And it's like nowadays you get people like yeah, they look like a beast, but they don't do, do anything. Do they, ha- do they have like the background to back it up? Yeah, like yeah. that's that's the thing with kind of wrestling too. Like uh, sometimes like they they can build new stars, but. Mostly rely on the old stars. Yeah, which is like a perfect segue. <laughs> Anyways, but to <sighs> do, do you have any thoughts on that, every uh, Devin, or Devin? On, like, like what what we just said, or any, with like, and uh, you seen you want to comment on that, yeah. or a, like seeing indie talent, yeah, going up to the big uh, leagues
1: in turn yeah honestly that's one of that's one of the most gratifying things as a wrestling fan is seeing the and honestly you can liken that to other medias as well like you mm-hmm. can see yeah. like an act an actor or actress you know you see them in their local indie films or something like that I actually like there's a girl I went to high school with who who was an aspiring actress and she was like in like local B level movie films and then she started getting into regional films and she's wow, seen her gosh. way up in that now and it's like, it's cool to see that growth you know' as, like yeah, this person yeah. came from the hometown area. Another one for me is, uh, you may, to those who, those long, uh, and it's not like a person, like I don't know her personally or anything, but uh, Ashley Dambois, she's been in like, she's been in things like CC, uh, CCW, which is like my local promotion, mm-hmm. but then she's also been on AW Dark and on Ring of Honor. So it's like, oh, it's awesome to see them.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, Like coming from that, like, just coming from that, I don't want to say, I don't, I'm trying to think of like a not insulting insulting, insulting yeah. term yeah but like, uh, like yeah, from, coming
0: from, from the you know, the outhouse the to leaves, the like penthouse yeah. yeah. from so, yeah. from poise to riches yes. basically there you go. My the to witches. big yeah, yeah it's, and or HL2 NHL4 hockey so reference for you guys. It's like uh, for us we, we just found out like Orange Cassidy's original gimmick before he was like the sloth uh, Yeah, we, we we actually seen him at Blitzkrieg before Oh, was he, it the crab? Yeah, he was kind of like that. Uh, King crab? Or no, Hermit I don't crab? think he was that and it's like Oh no, he was like an ant thing or something yeah, yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, and we didn't, we weren't aware and it's like. Dude, okay. compare that gimmick to his now, gimmick, You're like, no way. That's not yeah, him. Yeah, Wearing I, the mask and everything. No I way. Just, I just seen like someone do like like uh, the wrestlers like them from like the start to now out and seen that it's like no way. We we've <laughs> actually seen Orange Cassidy before. And we did orange Cassidy. And then and then it leads you to the thought where it's like these gimmicks are needed no matter. If it's kind of silly or not, It's fun for everyone. You know, because of, of if you look at it at the the like the kicks and all this, the sloth style is what got them noticed, and that's the biggest thing people gotta realize. In uh, in the indies, if you wanna make it, you need to get noticed. Yeah, like you gotta try something different, and yeah. it's like, hey, sometimes it could be a controversial thing. You know, yeah. Oh wait, or, uh, stupid thing, yeah. but, you know what, we're, we're wrestling fans, for as MGF says, fucking marks, right. yeah. we're fucking marks, and I'm proud of it, and it's like, I know people, when you hear mark, you're like, oh, that's, that's insulting, mm-hmm. you're just saying we're nerds, or something, it's not true. always, Honestly, badge I of honor yeah, for I wrestling. wear that badge yeah. of honor, because I say, like, hey, um, I don't care, I'm a wrestling fan, I'll cheer this guy so hard until my lungs give out. I'm a smart mark. <laughs> there you go. And uh, like this, like for example, like Travis Huckleby. You guys know <laughs> yeah. he's our boy. And like that at a Blitzkrieg event, oh, you'll hear me you'll until hear us. my lungs give out. Just in the hit. beauty of professional wrestling and uh, it's an art form. Yeah, honestly we can talk about indie wrestling yeah. at all, but we're here for one thing. All all in. In. Yeah. Oh and oh, before we go, all oh, and let's go to the, the build-up here with, like, everything going on and all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> David wrote this down before oh, and he oh, wants hey, the toxic so, stuff. So, the dark cloud, I'm going to say going down the rabbit hole. Oh, so, my God. So, okay, before we start in the current, we have to start in the past a little bit when S- Mr. CM Punk <laughs> Phil Brooks arrived to... A- Pepsi A-W. Phil! Pepsi Phil! <laughs> Pepsi man! When, when, when he arrived to AEW, because it's all in the all in the news now, it was great. The first time he, he'd been to a major wrestling organization since his unceremoniously exodus, Seven years. exodus mm-hmm. from WWE and the fallout that he had with them came in, and it was all about the, ch- the chase to the gold when he's gonna get that gold back because you know it was coming. Then yep. the champion at the time, a- Adam Hangman Page. I totally it, forgot he was champion. Yes, yeah. oh yes. Is oh, that sad? And He had a great run. Oh. Yeah. I'm yes. like, now it's kind of forgettable though. I'm no offense to Adam Page. I love Hangman Page. Unfortunately, but I'm like, I don't remember his one too much now. Unfortunately, <laughs> one of the biggest things people are remembering about these championships for AEW, well, the world title, is the controversy. Yeah, but, that's kind of true. Which is unfortunate. You said controversy. Let me get into it. Uh oh. <laughs> so the infamous, uh, uh, the infamous, uh, uh workers' Pro- rights promo. Well, what to say it did one thing that you do not do to CM Punk. You don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't throw uh, guns at Godzilla. Well, you don't insult CM Punk because CM Punk is notorious to wear his emotions on his sleeve. And he's very calc- oh. calc- uh, calculated <laughs> when he chooses to, ex- to I'm expose it. i sorry to interrupt you, but I'm loving Devin's reaction like, <laughs> Oh, boy. We're oh, getting, we're going we're, into the we're, juices we're, now. We're, we're getting into the juicy stuff. Yes. This is what I love about these podcasts. <laughs> oh, it gets even juicier, and... Once <laughs> <When laughs> we get to the press conference, I'll yeah, say something about it. Yes. So, basically, we... Uh, pretty much... <laughs> okay, the workers' rights... Yes. <laughs> the workers' rights promo pissed Punk off. After he beat Hangman Page for a... He, took a jab at uh, uh, Hankman Page, pissed Hankman Page and his group off, so we go all the way, uh, we just scroll down a little bit, fast forward to All Out of last year, where where you know the All Out Brawlout, but Adam, you, right. you, you, you look like you have something to say. You want right, to no, know what's crazy. That is actually soon going on the one-year anniversary, which is crazy and to me. And the funny thing is, they should just book the match at All Out, out the six-man tag yeah, match, <laughs> and, and, and just call it where it all begins again. Oh, my God, it writes itself. And, like, with <laughs> so that amount...
1: Yeah.
0: I remember, like, I had to, like, when this happened, I had to, like, wake up early for war, because I wake up, and I got be in for 6 a.m., mm-hmm. But like, I was trying to go to bed, and then I hear Dave like, oh my god! I'm like, what's up? What? tried to sleep here, what's up? You hear what CM Punk said? No, what did he say? He basically called everyone <laughs> a fucking mic! <laughs> and, and then like, and I'm like, what do you mean? he's like, this dude listen. just just plays it on my phone, I'm like, what the, you know. I'm old, I'm tired, and I deal with fucking children. That oh. line, and then, and then, ironically, I find this hilarious, he's like, the, the VPs who can't manage a fucking target, I'm like, hey, that's an insult on me, I work at Target. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, but the other thing you, I'm sorry to interrupt, but the other biggest line- This you, is my moment, Yeah, my but, moment but, but I'm just saying, the one line you forgot to mention, and Punk's comment, if you wanna talk, if you wanna find me, you know where to find me. Yeah, basically saying, like, you know what? The, we start, I, You start the fight. Uh, okay. I'll end it. So okay. it's like, well, you did say that. Okay, let David continue. Uh, uh, okay. So basically, <laughs> well, as he did the the finer bullet points of it, both of you. I, I basically sing. I'll just skip to. While enjoying Mindy's Muffins at Mindy's Bakery in Chicago... I hey, wonder how those muffins taste, we, 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 we got to get Benno to <laughs> go there. But, uh, but basically, he did. He was around people that he didn't like. The Elite, the friends of the Elite, and freaking wrestling reporters who freaking put the whole uh, the whole Cole controversy with Cole Cabana, which he had a falling out with, up on public. And what does this say... After the press conference, in front of Tony Khan, may I add, in front of Tony Khan... Khan didn't know what, well, the what, what the fuck to Was CM Punk a nice guy with those comments up? <laughs> <off. laughs> uh, you can say that. It went backstage with his motley crew of... Uh, Ace the, Steel. Ace Steel, thank you. His wife that's in crutches, and the, lead, the, lead, the leader of the pack... Larry the dog. That's <laughs> Larry. Yeah, <laughs> the funniest thing is, before. The, the funniest thing, the kindest thing he said in that press conference was on the muffins. Oh, that, yes, that's, 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 that's the, the only kindly, compliment. That's the only kind Fuck thing. Fuck everybody else, but these muffins are fucking oh, oh my god. <laughs> right? <laughs> so basically... Sure, sure. The uh, young bucks, the elite, uh, the elite went into the uh, the locker room argument, big fight. Everyone knows the story. All of them were champions at the time. Suspended, stripped them, and and we just lead to when was Punk injured? Like, did he get hurt from Duns the match? A still was hungry yeah. that day. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he still, he still had a hunger S- that night. CM Punk should offered him one of the muffins. Yeah, yeah come on, man. That's... I think that was the biggest crime of the whole thing. He, <laughs> he did, did not share. He did not share. He shared the uh, soda, but not the muffins. But uh, the Elite came back, took a couple jabs at them, and the locker room said, we don't want Punk here. It's a safe environment. Everyone's working together great. Locker room morale <laughs> is up. Teamwork makes the dream work. (laughs) Fast forward to July, CM Punk returns, does uh, Operation Everyone Else is Soft But Me, pissed Nick Namath off, pissed everyone else off, which we lead to Hartford, where he spray paints, he takes his title that he never lost, spray paints the E with a giant X, and... And we, and pretty much said, want it, come and get it. So it's not AEW anymore, it's A-X-W. Yeah, well, yeah. and That remember, was in case the Elite left. That's in cl- case the Elite left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and remember, got back a Tony Khan told CM Punk, be on your best behavior. Be a <laughs> good boy. Tr- trying to sign <laughs> the Elite back. Basically, sign the Elite back. The Elite said they'll go a- any... Any show they want, including Collision, Ooh. which pretty much pissed CM Punk off, which gives him. Remember that he wears his emotions on his sleeve. He let it <laughs> went through, and Green's. What was it? The week before or the same week? North Carolina. He he he. Pretty much went through this, and I got notes. Uh, yeah, he have been taking notes <laughs> before you moment. say the notes, and remember how MGF described uh, uh, AEW, the All Friendship League. So yeah. the the uh, they really changed the aspect of how the how that company has turned. So, so oh, and by the way, to add uh, fuel to the fire, when CM Punk returned to Collision because they they made a show. It's a CM Punk show. Yes, made the show for CM Punk. And plus, uh, CM Punk had the ace in his sleeve, his trump card, the network that loves CM Punk. Yeah, hey, it works out. If you think about it, as a business move, Punk is being smart And, and where the network so. goes, Tony Khan follows. Which <laughs> leads to this. Fast forward into Collision in Greensboro, South Carolina. At Collision, several names were told to leave. Including or banned from AEW Collision, including (laughs) Isaiah Cassidy, Matt Hardy, uh, Ryan Namath, brother of Dolph Ziggler, which had an awkward situation with uh, conversation with CM Punk over the soft promo or the soft promo. I think he he said he's too soft or something. Yeah, which people said was awkward, Uh, nevertheless. And. The head of fucking talent relations, Christopher (laughs) Daniels, who we saw in Hartford. I was shocked. Wrestled. And a couple weeks later, he was told to leave because he wants a steal back. And... (laughs) and And the cherry on top, Jack Perry wanted to use a spot with glass and... And CM Punk said, no, we don't do this. This is a wrestling show. This is not an outlaw mud show. Basically, we do it by my rules. I heard that, but I didn't know Jack Pe- That doesn't seem like Jack Perry's style, though. Hey, hey, don't forget. Jack Perry is turning into Shawn Michaels now. He's Douchebag got, Michaels! He got the yes. beard. He got the hair. He got the attire, so he's becoming in Shawn Michaels when he betrayed Marty and Gennady. so you want to know why he wanted the glass spot he yeah. had a vacation and he wanted to sell the entry uh, for the vacation okay. yeah. so, Hangman Page was scheduled to do a promo there, but he was asked to leave I'll give it the benefit of the doubt Tony Khan probably just didn't want it any art, uh, interaction interaction, with that, yeah. um, with that in my heart, we're gonna Seven. Your thoughts. On this whoa, whoa, so far. Whoa, no, no. I got. I got one there's more a, thing. I got one more thing. Hold uh, your thoughts, sorry. real quick. Uh, pretty much after the show, CM Punk saw Hankman Page, uh, country sign, and he said that he is basically ready for this. A right. shelf warmer. What? And CM Punk moves. S- the man said that. What? Yes. Shelf warmer. So there's a lot to unpo- un- unpack there. What's your thoughts on all yes. that? Yes, all this combusted controversy. Never dual moment with well, Mr. CM Punk.
1: <laughs> well, yes, because there's, there's a lot of things that you mentioned in there that FIFO five, um, five Select reported. and Not for nothing, FIFO Select is my go-to source. To you can count on one hand the amount of times they've been inaccurate with a report. Um, so I've, I've always cited to them, and a lot of what you're saying... It, it definitely comes from a horse's mouth in that regard. Um, there's a lot to run through there. Where do we start? Um, yes, with CM Punk and the whole all-out drama. So yeah, we go back to to the Hangman situation. First off, I do think the Hangman was a great world champion, and unfortunately, his reign is somewhat forgotten. In the same sense that I think Kofi Mania's run was somewhat forgotten. I um, forgot about that. What about the Kofi's run? It was a great run. He was, a yes. dom- he was, I wouldn't say dominant, but he was a very established champion. He won strong matches. He won his feuds. Workhorse. And then the Brock Lesnar happened. <laughs> the and Brock. That's the only thing people remember. <laughs> and in the same sense, I think Hangman suffers from that because Hangman had an mm-hmm. awesome feud with Daniel Sim, had a great feud with uh, Adam Cole, had an awesome match with Lance Archer. And then it led into the CM Punk situation. And not for nothing, the story that was being told there made it look like Punk was this heel in disguise that (laughs) Hangman was trying to save them from. So during the match, when Hangman almost goes heel, but decides against it, and then CM Punk takes advantage of that and wins it, that fit the story. But then all of a sudden, Punk is this prevailing hero raising the title and that's what they stick to and he gets injured shortly thereafter so we don't really know where he was going to go with that but the idea was apparently punk was going to have a summer of punk in the sense that he was going to have an awesome dominant champion run defending the title everywhere he could being a workhorse of sorts in the same way moxley ended up being his interim champion and that whole angle that he was worked with moxley coming back that kind of was supposed to emulate the rocky movie I think was a good angle, but that really soured Punk on top of this whole elite situation because he didn't like that that promo from Hangman, the workers' rights promo, the infamous workers' rights promo, because he thought that was referencing Colt Cabana, the Colt Cabana and stuff like that. And Hangman claims he wasn't, and it was more so just to build towards the match. I and mean, I think a lot of people saw it that way too, but Punk didn't, and he had to stew at home thinking about that. So he came home, came in trying to get all that shit off his chest, and then he called out Hangman that like like on his in his first promo back when he wasn't supposed to call out Hangman but Hangman wasn't there to answer it and that really fed fuel to the fire so then there's the brawl out situation and like in some of those names you've mentioned like Christopher Daniels he was involved in breaking up the fight so you come back around ahead of time with the ace steal situation that's why Christopher Daniels was supposedly asked to leave because it's supposed to be an equal footing in terms of a steel not being allowed, so he's not allowed, kind of thing. I'm not sure about. Um, hmm.
0: And like, if I could add, friends of the elite, all those people that we yes, named. friends yeah. of the
1: elite, like you mentioned, like Isaiah Cassidy, Matt Hardy. Yeah, they're they're indefinitely been excluded, even though they have been they have worked Ring of Honor recently in the past, which is at a Collision show. So one has to wonder if that stems into it. Um, hang. Um, not, not to to get myself too out of sorts here, but then we go to uh, all out. CM Punk gets injured, so now he's got to go home again and stew about it. And that's probably the only reason he wasn't fired outright from that situation there. But he must have some sort of special contract deal because it was they were looking to buy it out. He has some sort of extended uh, no compete clause involved, so in which he was trying to get. Um, exonerated in the case of him getting bought out, presumably to go to WWE if he wanted to, because he's got this itch for wrestling, which is why he popped up with that Raw Chicago show back in May. Because he just, you know, (laughs) makes some amends, quote-unquote. Yeah. And why else to do that? Um, So, and the thing about it is, you go back to the thing we talked about, tribalism earlier. We now have tribalism within AEW, because we have CM Punk cultivating this area over here in Collision, this little corner of AEW where all of the CM Punk approved guys go is literally at the point now where you see somebody on Ring of Honor or AEW and by default you know that Punk doesn't have a problem with them because if he did, they wouldn't be on the show yeah. and I think that's a way too much leverage for any single star to have unless they have some sort of extended role in the company and as far as reporting goes, there is no such thing for CM Punk, so it's just political pull as a star like you mentioned, the network loves them so that's kind of, like, that little back pocket pull. Oh, but this is why this has happened, because of me, kind of thing. And not for nothing, the, the four of the largest gates AEW's ever produced had Punk in a featured match on it. So yeah. that that plays into his leverage as well. And, um,
0: go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I was going <laughs> to say, and also, if you look at, like, the AEW figures... I've been noticing, like, like this new wave that has been released. None of the figures were backordered except CM Punk. It's like that's the other statement yeah. on that. It's like, yes, some people have their beliefs on CM Punk, but his stuff sells. Yeah. Like not, uh, Pepsi Phil, yeah. he's good for oh, the so business. He, here's he makes to blow money. your mind. So remember when I said that the locker room uh, felt like everything worked together, it's harmonized, and it's like, we're better without Punk. I wanted to expand on that as well. Oh, yeah. Yes. Punk did yeah. the exact same thing on Collision that they did to him. He didn't forgot about that. So he he and, dished it out.
1: And that's exactly it. See, and Punk, it, 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 it seems like he really is trying to paint this narrative the more time goes on it seems like every single time there's something that's going well for the elite or something is going well for AEW. uh in spite of cm punk something comes up to disrupt that or all of a sudden something's great about cm punk side of things and that's where it really seems like there's some level of manipulation at play and um the point i was making before about the hangman uh hangman feud cm punk feud is it felt like that was going in a direction that very much it didn't go and I think that part of that was because CM Punk was like, no, I don't want to work with Hangman after, anymore after that whole situation. And it really just seems like there's no way going about it. Yes, he is this draw for AEW, but at what cost? Because now he has shifted the overall direction of AEW, which was originally a tight-knit, closed doors, we're all on the same page in what we want to do with this production. Whereas the more you brought on these other people, like, you brought on your Andrade's, you brought on your CM Punk's, and it's like, well... You're Brian Danielson's it's wwe
0: people. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. not even... Like, some of them fit, some of them can work, some of them mold to the vision, you know? Like, I'd argue Jay White is actually doing really good at molding to the flow of AEW without making it too much about him, but without sacrificing his own quality and process. You know, so there is that working out for for him, but then you look over, like I mentioned in Andrade. You know, he wanted he needs to be this really big star, and there's no room in AEW for him to be this really big star. You know, um, you look over to like a Swerf Strickland, who I I think also is it fit into the flow of AEW, but I think a lot of people would love to see him higher on the card much sooner than he has been. But AEW had this very specific vision, roster. In fact, yeah. In fact, as it stands right now, CM Punk is probably the least planned world champion since the company's inception. The first four world champions in the order of of Chris Jericho, John Moxley, Kenny Omega, Hangman, that was planned at yeah. the top of twenty nineteen. Yes. So, like, they planned on that. And maybe MJF was supposed to be specifically the fifth, and CM Punk coming in, they were like, well, we can make this work like this, and, you know, had MJF be the sixth. But that all got disrupted because CM Punk now got injured, and we had to do this interim situation, and now the title has jumped back and forth. Now all of a sudden, John Moxley a three-time world champion. And yeah. AEW probably didn't want to have such, a, such an accolade exist for decades to come, because they wanted to have so much value and prestige beyond each and every individual run, hence the long-term storytelling. Yeah. But... All of that gets thrown into disarray when one Charles Manson punk does not get his way.
0: <laughs> I like that. I like. So, that. so basically, what you're saying is he wrestles like Bret Hart, but he acts like Hulk Hogan behind the scenes. He. Here's uh.
1: the thing, like he, <laughs> I. He is. If you were to compare Terry Bollea the human being and Phil Brooks the human being, Phil Brooks the human being is leagues quality a better human being. But yes, from a political aspect, he very much feels like Indy Hogan.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He gotta have the creative control, brother. But a question I (laughs) have a question I have for you, Devin, is is there anyone on the AEW roster you feel that should be booked a little more or like who has the charisma, who has the talent, and it could be for the men or women's division and that they could be doing a little bit more, but because of the star-studded roster, or such as the CM Punk's and like the Pages and like the and all them, there you think they could be getting pushed a little more. And there's o- yes. only so much time in a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Absolutely. And that's that's really the struggle because there are several names that immediately yeah. come to mind. One, Keith Lee. I yep. think Keith Lee yeah. could be could be such a spectacle if you let him be and he is yeah. from time to time but i don't think he's featured on tv enough for him to really be seen as such a thing uh at least in the eyes of like a wider audience um hook i oh, think for sure yeah. so much about him in saying nothing and like yes he is still green in certain aspects mm-hmm. but if you could do it with jade you can do it with hook i think yeah. hook could have been tnt champion by now if they really get committed to it from the get-go and it's not to say they have misused him, but I do think that they've been a little start-stop with his featuring, and the yep. FTW title was kind of them being like, all right, we got this figured out, and we'll just yep. leave this over here until we want to pick up on it again. Yep. I think they could have stand to build that up. Yeah. Um,
0: it does feel like they cut his water off off a little, mm-hmm. and also... I got, I got one I think they kind of felt like they cut their water off. Hobbs. Pirate Hobbs, powerhouse yeah. Hobbs. Hobbs, like he yeah, was bear my bear. boy, man. I yeah. loved him, and even like you know what? Sad Boilo, Kaya yeah. is getting yeah. there Bra- uh, Brian Cage also. Yep, Brian it's Cage. Like for Hobbs, the the story they could have done with Hobbs is is have have him hold on to the TNT title for a long time, and have Ricky Starks be the guy to take it off of Hobbs, as uh, because of Bombs didn't he? Broken. Didn't Hobbs mm-hmm. uh, uh, destroy yeah. Ricky Starks, and this proved how much he worked for it, how much he developed him winning the Owen Hart? All right, it. It was a good push for him. This uh, then pushing him towards the TNT next. That would have been the next big step. A good but, like slow build yeah, for a, both men. Man, Ricky both of them. Starks has the charisma to be great, but the storytelling on Hobbs being the heel and Ricky Starks being the babyface, and and it's like the Team Taz approach. That that would have been one of the greatest stories, but then they had to kind of flip flop the TNT title and put it on uh, put it back on Wardlow then put it on on I believe Christian Cage sorry. because Christian Cage is But actually the I defend team. that decision. He's doing a great job Turtle with Bat it. Christian. God bless Turtle Christian. It is very funny. But,
1: and but you see that's it's yeah, just, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, right. I, I'm
0: sorry for interrupting you. But it's <laughs> basically how I see the Christian rule. It's like they, they're copying the free bird, and that's that's not a bad thing. The yeah. free bird rule is a fun rule for a for a, a thing like this. I'm no, sorry, Alex. I don't want to yeah. get tangled on your cord Yep. But yeah.
1: yeah, no, I don't think that it's, it's so much. An, it's a Freebird rule as much as I think it's just uh, Luchasaurus is legitimately ch- the champion. So Christian, But Christian is just, like, blindedly, by ego, he's just calling himself the TNC championship. I'm not Mm -hmm. TNC champion, rather, not the championship. But I'm not sure if this is... They're trying to tell the story of Ujasaurus doesn't understand that he's the champion, or or if it's just a matter of Christian's convinced him that they are co-champions because (laughs) of how much he has helped him get to this point. Or is it in reality...
0: this yes, angle. Reality, just trying to mask, like, Luchasaurus, like, uh, pretty much make him that, like, Kane, like, okay, he's a threat, but when he wants to be the threat, like, mm. don't do it, have Christian defend it, but just have Luchasaurus be the dis- you decision, could. decisive maker. The you deci- could make him the next Kane. The decisive factor, David. Yes, yeah. there you go. He is, He's is kind of getting
1: there, but this where it goes back to, um, Well, I suggested before, which was that uh, Hobbs hold on to that title for some time and eventually have a blow-off to his feud with Ricky Starks. Because, like you mentioned, under five minutes, all out 2022, flattened Ricky won. And then they had a lights-out match, which was their rematch. And Ricky won that, but it wasn't official because Mm. it lights out. So... You could then come back to that and build that off the rubber match, and we—I kind of thought that that was where they were going to eventually go, yeah. and that's what could have been happening kind of yeah. right yeah. now-ish, like you mentioned, especially off the heels of winning the Owen Hart, and particularly as a no. vapor face, because now you have the situation where Starks was doing this bizarre heel proclaim, yeah. which just came off of this little mini program with Punk outside of the tournament, which also is happening at the same time that Punk's in this program with Joe mm-hmm. and then is in this program with Jay J- White. So that, that's a whole mess to get into later. It, but
0: it's just boom, 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 boom all over the place. And I told you, you- I, I love doing these bookings. I said I love yeah. doing these booking ideas and th- this is how is he- I'm seeing it. So I, I just want to go back oh. to Oh, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Yeah, there was still something that I wanted to clarify because the, then you ask, well, what are you doing with uh, Luchasaurus and Christian Cage then in the situation, if not this TNT title situation? Well, then it goes back to, I don't want Luchasaurus to be this big dumb India because one, because first off, <laughs> he's got a PhD in like two different things. He's actually a genius. And they <laughs> K- talked about it on K- BTE K- on multiple occasions. <laughs> and the majority of his character stems from his character on BTE, so it's not like that's a, a degree of removal all necessarily. I think that should yeah. have been factored in. He should be smart. To that what I wanted to know with this character arc between him and Christian Cage is what did Christian Cage say to Luchasaurus that made Luchasaurus not slam him shortly after Christian Cage turned on Jack Perry Luchasaurus came up to him and was like was about to jump him and then Christian God is like what about what Jack did and to, what about Jack did to uh Marco and then whispered something in his ear, and Luciosaurus leaned back and then walked out with him. And then he did that little fake double turn with Jack where he was like, no, I'm actually with you, Jack. We're going to jump Christian. Nah, psych, I'm going to hit you actually, though. And then he stayed with Christian, but we never found out what it was Christian said to him that made him turn on Jack. Now Jack's a heel over here, and now Ricky's over a heel over there, and then all of these baby faces that could have been doing great baby face stories at this time are now heels. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that. You like yeah. the ratio is. Well. I like the Jack Perry stuff. Yeah. I oh, really yeah, I like think the it's over. Good like direction. next generation Shawn Michaels. He's the douchebag right. Michaels it, in the it, '90s. I love like it. For <laughs> Jack
0: Perry for Jack Perry. He, him like his heel gimmick. It's. It's uh, reminds me of that sign. He's now, or the meme. He's now a jungle man. Yeah, he's not a jungle boy. He's a jungle man. And and that's what the heel (laughs) is. Basically, ideally, him being a heel is him growing up and he's seeing what it truly is. He now understands why Luchasaurus kind of sided with Christian, and he's kind of seeing the the, how delicious the forbidden fruit (laughs) is. (laughs) <laughs> and, and that's and that's the storytelling that really is great. May that. I say, I hope he keeps that beard. Yeah. He looks good yes. with the beard. He actually looks like a threat. Do you yeah. think they should just put Anna J with him And because it's that in the open, they're dating.
1: Like Anna the, J with uh, with Jungle Jan- Boy. Yeah, I think that's an act you can eventually pair up, especially because Anna J is currently a heel stepping away from the J. J- yes, but also. I th- it looks like 2.0 is going to stick around with Anna J, kind of cornering her, kind of being her mouthpiece, which yeah. I think would be good for her because Jungle Boy is also someone who needs to improve on the mic and with that on-screen charisma. And yeah. to put him with Anna Jay and they're both individuals who have to improve in their own ways, I don't really think that puts them in any position of bouncing off one another and growing. You know, yeah. I think yeah. they, st- they end up stagnating if they do that. So I think having them in their own separate corners – developing in different ways right now is good and maybe that's appearing you do down the line if this jungle boy heel turn is a long-term thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I hope it's a long-term yeah. thing. Uh but uh I would say uh you know uh take your time with the products, take your time with the the person, let them evolve into it. It's kind of like a butterfly. Yeah. With the caterpillar, yeah. you got to you got to let them spread the rings in a way. And I hope AEW allows that with Jungle Boy. Yeah, don't Jungle do, like, Man. a massive blow-off this yeah. quick. Kind of, kind of like with Ricky starts, like you were saying before, with the face and then heel thing. Or even the thing with kind of, like, with Roylo and the uh, Hobbs with the tag. Not the tag, the mm-hmm. TNT title. Yeah. And it's, like, uh, that's one thing I remember. Like, it just drove me nuts. Like, okay, you have Hobbs win it, the title. Okay, cool. And then he loses it right back to uh, Roylo. What was it like? Uh, like a week or two after? Uh, what was the point of well, the running? it? Well, you know why Co- Collision? They wanted a big thing yeah. to boost it. Yeah, right now that wasn't was not Collision when he lost to Warlow. Was it? Oh no, it was the pay per view. Then heading to Collision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, first Um, off, I hate that because they did wrong on my boy Hobbs. Come on. (laughs) Give Hobbs a chance. Yeah. And I don't know. And, like, now, in my opinion, it just made both people look weak at the end. So.
1: I do think this, it didn't, it could have had, it could have not had that effect. Because I think with what they were going for with the TNT title is it's, designed to have a little bit shorter title reigns because it's supposed to... The international title is the one that has like the the long reign going on for it right now. So the TNT title is a little bit more... I don't want to say hot potato, mm. but it traded around more often with the idea being that there's so much even competition going on.
0: Okay. It could have been but, worse. It could have been the women's uh, title in uh, WWE with Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, all that. It could have been that. But it's funny you mention that. It's like... I, back when yeah. WWE had the 24/7 title, it's like it's it's no secret. Everybody in like when they go to a wrestling event, oh, they want to see a bit a title change. They no. want to see a title change. But you can't always have title changes for because you need to do the story and all this. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> if you had like the the hardcore and like even the 24/7 wasn't out for for that where. Yeah, you got all these title changes, is and fans, it's a way to get fans to yeah. kind of go home happy because they got to see history, but. Uh, underrated opinion? I actually liked the 24-7 title. <laughs> I thought it was a fun, it was goofy. Yeah, uh, I think I, I held it a, at one time. Here's the thing, like, uh, who remembers when Crash had the hardcore title? Uh, back in, like, the 90s, late 90s to 2000 in the ad today. You remember? You? Huh? Oh, Sega. No, I, I
1: see what you're saying, and it does relate to the hardcore title yeah. and concept there. I think it could have stood to have a better uh, a better title design to it and have a little bit more than five seconds of thought put into it. Yes. Yeah. And just, like, one of those cartoon chase scenes. <laughs> they played play Benny Hill. Really it really just, like, wasted as a concept. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, special, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, Sega? No, no, back, to, uh, back to the TNT title situation yeah, with yeah. it being traded I don't think it's so much a matter of getting the crowds a pop I think it was just a matter of like these stars are so evenly yeah. evenly matched and this is why this television and also the concept of a television title is that it's defended frequently on television and but it's more defended on pay-per-view results in more frequent title changes I think what fell flat is nothing of note happened during Hobbs' short week title reign you look back at the top of the year Darby Allen had a four and a half week title run, and it was one of the best TNT title runs in years because he had a story being told throughout the entirety of it, with actual character beats connecting to him defending that title. So by the time it came back around to facing Joe, he was already beaten, battered, and bruised because you could reference this match, reference this match, not unlike the Orange Cassidy story they're telling right now. Yeah. The thing with that Orange Cassidy story is it's it's dragged a little bit in concept. But with Darby Allen, I think that was a good example of a short title reign that was
0: meaningful. And they yeah. could have
1: done that with Wardlow and then Hobbs, and then with yeah. Wardlow again. But that didn't quite happen. And that's why it feels like at the end they're worse off for it.
0: That's yeah. that's interesting. I never really realized Darby held the title for a month, and mm-hmm. and yeah, it seemed like a while for him Man, to hold the title. And this is why we have you on here. You give us <laughs> yeah. the inside. Scoop. Yeah. Devin's, Devin's the AEW guy. So yeah, these aren't like So which which all these title changes and like lack of booking and uh build to AEW uh all in I thought you were gonna say dynamite for a second, no, I don't no, know no, why. No, but, but listen, and promotional work besides they just promoted on the event, and with the whole elite versus CM Punk's camp thing do you think Tony Khan is a good boss, or does he need help, or is he a good booker? He or is it background? just too much on his plate at once? Or do you think he can be a pushover at times? or he, Yeah. Or is this all he by is. design?
1: He's a lot better than most people. I feel like I rarely hear Tony Khan getting the appropriate amount of credit. You know, uh, more often than not I will hear people I will hear people not giving him enough credit, but every now and then you will hear people that are just kind of like, you know, puffing him up way too much. I yeah. think Tony is a lot better at professional wrestling booking than people give him credit for. I think he has a great mind for this. He has a great memory for this. And Yes, he is spinning a lot of plates both in and out of wrestling. And sometimes that might be a little too much. As somebody, myself, I have a lot of outlets going on. It's just planning this podcast. Y'all know I had a major oh, schedule to oh yeah. work around we a We appreciate you, Yeah, yeah well, man, I appreciate you, that. Everybody. Yes, no, yeah, no, I, no I, I, thank you for having me on. That's not something right. to try, be trying to big shot or anything like that. It's more so just saying, like, it's he's hard just to popular. spin amount kind of plates, so yeah. I can I can resonate with Tony Khan about me. i know I by knowing some billionaire spinning in an NFL team and an international company and all those other things that he's doing, I, I can't possibly relate on that level. But mm. in terms of trying to spin multiple plates at once, I think he does a great job at that. Yeah. It's not always perfect. It, in fact, there's plenty of times where it's like you could very clearly be doing better with certain mm. things. <laughs> Women's wrestling, Tony Khan, please. Yeah, thank you. Like. Okay. I'm, I'm, if you watch no. Ring of Honor, you see plenty of it, honestly. So it mm. goes to show, Tony Khan can do it. This isn't Tony Khan doesn't hate women's wrestling. Tony Khan doesn't have this mindset of it doesn't draw. It's not interesting. But for whatever reason, Dynamite, Rampage, Collision, one mm. women's match every single time. And it's I, just not. I right. do you say so Collision.
0: Tough. They're getting better with it. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like Dynamite. I'm sorry. No, I just feel like dynamite is like where it's l- lacking.
1: It, 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 it's it's in terms of featuring women. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Because it's still one woman's match mm-hmm. each time, but it's a matter of featuring stories and characters as well, alongside that. And yeah, I definitely agree with that. Collision seems to be doing a bit better of a job with that. Rampage, I would even say, does a bit better of a job than that. Sometimes, like you say, Dynamite is, like, out of, out of the three, the worst off in terms of playing, like, these are our women's performers, these are our characters, check them out. They're like, yeah, we had the main event in two weeks in a row, but it was also less than ten minutes for last week. That doesn't really feel like... That It feels more like lip service than anything. So, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't feel... Like, it's completely fair. But in terms of Tony Khan being a fair broker, yes, I do think he can be a little bit of a pushover. Specifically, when you look at CM Punk, I, it, it's not out of the question that his fandom of CM Punk, his personal fandom of CM Punk, is getting in the way of accurately judging the situation to its core. Oh, you know? Yeah. I feel like if I feel like a much more neutral mindset in the situation would not have Punk being a part of AEW ever again after that situation. Uh, at all out. So i think in that regard he can be a little bit more of a pushover and he's very empathetic in nature and that again i can relate to so like i can't even sit here and with 100 percent confidence say i'd have made a different decision in his in his in his position because of you know you look at the drawing figures and you, know, you look at the fandom you look at all of these things you want to make it work
0: yeah you uh-huh. know this, Ideally, most likely he wants all sides to be on equal terms. I, yeah, I, I think bet. his dream match yeah. is just taking the all-out brawl out and turning it to a masterpiece. Yeah. I think that's yeah. that's his vision at the end. and He uh, wants that to happen very much. And I think, like, personally, I think uh, he needs somebody, like a, a, a right-hand man or something... To be like the strict guy, like his Pat Patterson. Yeah, because like so I knows. know, I know it sucks. Like no one wants to be the bad guy. I get it. I don't even like being the bad guy at times. But, but he has but, to, he has to step up yeah, and be a it, boss. Yeah, it's like how many times can you basically let CM Punk get away with stuff? He like I, I get it at the press conference. He was shocked by it, and he was like, took him by awe. But he, when he kept hearing them, it's like we're cutting the mic off. And hopefully, at the press conference at this all-in, they don't have either. They have someone monitor Punk. Or he doesn't show. Monitor the elite. Up. I think the elite will be fine. But just keep them in two separate areas, or have yeah. like they need. He needs to be like aggressive. Put his foot down. He needs to be a grown-up. If the kids wanna, if they, if the kids wanna fight, put them in the corner and put them yep. in timeout. And then the other situation with uh, uh, Tony Khan is during that latest vignette of, of MJF and uh, Adam Cole, it showed uh, uh, Khan uh, yelling at him, trying to get this idea that he can be strict, and that's... Some people did not like that situation where and, and may it's I, like the fate. Uh, some yeah. people seen it as favoritism. How did you feel about that, Devin?
1: Uh There's well, there's a few things. One, I want him, just because I don't want it to escape my mind because I thought about yeah. it a few times now. Um, CM Punk had to before returning this time around had to sign a legal document saying that he would not slander AEW in any way that he did before.
0: Yeah, NDAs. Yeah, <laughs> yes, Vince yeah. Vince loves them.
1: <laughs> Um, yeah. I'm sorry. What was the question one more time?
0: My my question is like, I like in the like I believe it was the latest vignette with uh, MJF and Adam Cole. They were at the Outback, act and then and then they double clothesline a uh, QT, not QT Marshall, uh, one of the workers. Yeah. yeah. And then Tony Khan yelled at them, and some people did not like that because of. The, what, is he trying to so, be a character? Yeah, now? is he trying to put the character into it now, or that? How do you feel about that? You see, I think that I think Tony Khan
1: still stands by; he doesn't want to be a character on screen. Mm. But I also think that that was that he was more so a plot device in the story. Adam Cole and MJ after telling them actually being a character there. As for him mm. yelling at them, but I also think that a lot of people have missed the irony in that and yeah. the sit the nature because if you look at the MJF Adam Cole pro segments they're very satirical in nature in their yeah. own right so this whole MJ like come on they're going into the like, oh I love Outback State don't fraternize with the enemy yep.
0: like, <laughs> kangaroo punch that. kangaroo you know? kick yeah kangaroo kick
1: so, so I think having Tony Khan then just come out and just, I can't believe you're doing this like we all know that's not Tony yeah. Khan no, that's yeah, that's what's so. Funny. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the, the nicest kind of, oh, guy. Like, like, like so, yeah. so the Sorry. the joke isn't, oh, he actually yeah. is like it, this. What it wasn't so much, oh, Tony Khan's showing us he actually is a very stern yeah. boss. I think it was more so. Here's this joke that Tony Khan's this really stern boss because he comes out and he gives him that intense look. So, yeah. Great, we're on. And then he puts on the sunglasses. Yeah.
0: Actually,
1: where, like, <laughs> really evil, like it's very really and He even has like the little slunch, and he has this cup of coffee. It's almost like a fucking. Yeah. Arcane focus.
0: Because <laughs> yeah. he's like this warlock yeah. in
1: disguise.
0: <laughs> yeah, he did that he did. with the whole Impact Invasion, yeah. and I absolutely love it. But, but like, uh, tell a personal story. That was oh, Yeah. Uh, tell a personal story. Uh, pretty much stayed for countless hours of Collision, Ring of Honor tapings. To- uh, like, totally Khan kind of came out. Thank you, everybody. Here's yeah. Jarby Allen. Uh, we started it. At- I'm putting credit on us. Yeah. It's our podcast. and we can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have the right to. But we chanted, please come back because we wanted an alternative to yeah. WWE. We want AEW to come back because we thought oh, this is their only shot here. Yeah. And Tony Khan yeah. heard it and he didn't have to come out. Uh, you know, no, you at- could tell. Darby was yeah. like, he was doing a thing and he's like, hey, I want to come back. And then, like, Khan, nothing. Like, it was so. Uh, out um, of the curtain, you addressed bro- uh, pu- the, the crowd yeah. and said, you know what? Darby, you're damn right we're coming back. He didn't how to do it, yeah, but he's you, a man for the you can dance. You can watch that clip on our blog. Yeah, that was like after everything yeah. the ROH but, thing. That's at the end of the video if you guys want to watch it uh, with our vlog of it. But uh, may I'm I watching. add the... Huh. <laughs> exactly uh, May I add uh, I know We joke around We we joke about Khan Here yeah. on the channel All the time We, we joke on Every wrestler we, so that, Hey sometimes yeah. We I say uh, I joke around Like oh He got this money Because uh, he gets it From Daddy Khan Or whatever Or whatever yeah. it, It's all in for fun Yeah we. By the way guys I truly After that night I gained much more Respect for Khan though But uh me like um, I as you guys will see in future podcast episodes, I'm sure of it. We we poke fun of people. We're not yeah. really doing it. Be like, oh my god, them grizzlies, they were assholes. We do yes. it. assholes. We're, assholes. And uh, so anyway, it was like we're not doing it to be a jerk. We're just trying to be entertaining at times. Like, and like we have nicknames sometimes for wrestlers, but we don't mean it for. Yeah. Harm them or like mean it as an insult at all. But I wanna, I wanna flat out say that now, because sometimes when you say "coked up con as a joke, because he's hyper. Is it "coked up" with a K for the Mortal Kombat reference? Yeah, I, 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 uh, I but yes, yeah, I but, but, uh, but yeah, I just wanna flat out say that. Just it's all in fun, and yeah, like Devin, <laughs> you know us. Yeah. This, you know us, like how it is. Yeah. We we kid. We joke around, and we do that with each other, too. It's like, hey. The thing I was going back with, like, the Tony, I forgot to mention this, like, with the people who are giving heat, because, David, didn't you tell me that, like, when Punk came back, uh, Tony Khan was chanting, like, CM Punk, CM Punk, and and, and that, and that's the one thing that, like, it's kind of like, you're doing this, but then, but then you're doing, like, the strict promo with them, and that, that was, though. Big question I had before, but uh, I forgot that small detail. But That's no, good. Yeah, good. I I think it's now time oh, yeah. to go down the match card. Okay, all in. We've been talking about the behind the scenes stuff. It's nope. good segue to it. But, By the way. I only know, like, two matches on the card for so All I'm in. and gonna I'm not even down, down, down to buy-in. Before we, before we say this, I'm going to, like, add a question for All-in. a match and all this, but my question is this. What, one of the great things for the original All In from Chicago or whatever, I believe it was Chicago. All In was in yeah, Chicago. The, the original All In, one of the greatest oh, yes. things is the Battle Royal where you got a spot on the card. Do you think instead of having that fourth uh, woman and if to have a Britt Baker versus the Bunny in a match to determine the fourth woman in the match, actually should have had a battle royal to show off some of their other female talents and to basically, yeah, Britt Baker could have ended up winning that, but just have that on the pre-show also to, to basically book that... The, the, this is like a big deal, so take your opportunity wisely because of it's a big deal.
1: Ah, uh, you know, I. You see, that's actually an incredible idea because I think that would have again lived to the spirit of all in. There is one problem with that that I think would have gotten in the way of them wanting to do that because otherwise, I I really think that would have been the way to go. Yeah. But the thing is, they want to—they want to sell tickets off this match. They just did a pull apart brawl on Rampage with all uh, four women. You can't do okay. that if one of the women isn't determined because yeah. they're not determined until the night of. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, you could just do a pull apart brawl with the three, and then maybe have the battle royale won by somebody who is in some way associated with the story, yeah. And not for nothing. I would have advocated for such a situation because I'm really with that booking method of trying to live into the all, live up to the all the spirit yeah. of all in any way, shape, or form. A battle royale to get on the card. You could have maybe done that in a different way, but specifically doing it with mm-hmm. the women to get them all that mm-hmm. paycheck to give them. A, a platform to be seen on that they would have never otherwise been able to be seen on. I think that is an incredibly missed opportunity. Yeah. Like an incredible missed
0: opportunity. So since while we're here, might as well go over the match. It's a fatal four-way match for the AEW Women's World Championship. Hikaru Shida versus Tony Storm versus Soraya versus Dr. Britt Baker of DMD. And by the way, uh, while we're at it, while we're saying the matches, we, we'll just say who we think is going to win. Yeah. I yeah. think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, well, first I'm going to ask Devin, how was the build to the match? You sort of went into it, but... Yeah. So far, the build
1: has been fair. and think this is, in a way, an extension of the Outcast story, which, not just like the build for All In, has dealt with some hiccups. You know, All In has... Dealt with the hiccups in the form of the Brian Danielson injury, in the form of the Pac injury, in the form of the Jamie Hader injury, which is Jeez. why this match is not just kind of happening right now. But uh, you know, yeah. Jamie Hader would have been in this four way yeah. regardless. I didn't so, realize like, so
0: many people are uh, injured. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And that's the thing is like that's I think part of reason why All In was so like I feel like it would have led with Kenny Omega versus Danielson two, in in All In if he had not been injured at Forbidden Door. Okay. Yeah, with that broken arm. Oof. So uh-huh. and that's something I kept forgetting to mention. I really yeah. keeps yeah. escaping yeah. me. Um, but in terms of this four-way, I think it's been okay. I think they still need they still like one or two more things they need to land. I really think they need to try to do a better job of convincing us that she isn't just wanting to defend the title and move on, because like yeah, Storm is kind of having her. A midlife crisis in her mid 20s, which is hilarious to see break down on <laughs> weekly television. Actually, she just had this fabulous get up on Collision last night. I think was really good. This character's fun. Her becoming a three time women's champion isn't unseen, but I think that's, you have the Moxley issue if you do that, you know? Yeah. You could have Soraya yeah. win, but then you have this paradox of here's this out and out heel getting this major babyface moment that really is only to make up for the fact that Hader isn't there to have it and then you look over at Britt Baker. You could do that, and honestly, that might not be a bad idea, but at the same time, then you have Britt Baker ending Hikaru Shida's title reign once again before Hikaru Shida really gets a chance to have a proper run the exactly. fans with that point. No. Exactly.
0: Like, every Shida time she tries to run. cook, yeah. In front of, no. I totally forgot Tony Storm had the title twice. Yes, yeah, yeah. because... She was technically interim
1: champion the first oh. time, but it was retroactively recognized yeah. as the linear champion because Thunder oh. Rosa had to
0: vacate. Okay, yup, now I remember. Which, Thank by the way, I still find that and stupid. Just, Those, like, title things uh, like that. I, I was just going to go the yeah. other direction.
1: I, I love the concept of interim championships because it keeps the championship relevant. It keeps the legacy, the legacy of the championship relevant. No one has a title taken away from them just because of an injury which is yeah. how it's done in real sports
0: oh, i i got you there but it's like sometimes like yeah. i guess with the whole punk thing or whatever like before, it, it was played off so much when it's yeah. like okay he the men's doing it and then the women's doing it then back to the men doing yeah, it, and it, like, it, it and it's like it happened t- too much
1: that yeah. is yeah. an issue because it started off with the here's the thing the very first time an interim champion happened and aw was totally unnecessary it was Sammy Guevara becoming interim TNC champion when Cody had COVID. Yeah. He could have just waited a week to have the title the match exactly. instead of doing yeah. his interim title. That was kind of pointless. Then you do the interim uh, you do the interim world champion uh, chip with with Moxley. Honestly, I think that was a great way of establishing the concept of an interim champion because he made it legitimate and not for nothing. He won the unification match anyways. So yeah. that so like so far if you look at the history of the the um, what's it called? Interim champions. Interim champions. None of them have been have looked weak like people have feared. People have have this mindset. Well, they're not really the champion. But then, in the case of Tony and Hater, they became they they were legitimate champions after it yeah. was yeah. all said and done. Mm-hmm. Moxley beat the real champion. Sammy Guevara beat the real champion. So. It is a defendable concept. I understand where people come from, and it's like, well, then how do you recognize the champions? Because some people would want to say Moxley is a four time champion. Other people would want to say that Moxley's interim title and second world title were all one reign, and that's where it can get kind of confusing. I get that. But it's a set that, when all is said and done, people need to see an interim championship as a separate accolade. It is effectively a championship that only exists under specific circumstances. But it's still titled. Moxley is a three-time world champion and a one-time interim world champion.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah, i, I say okay, like that. Fair uh, enough. I kind of like changing my mind a little bit there. No. I, I still don't <laughs> like it, but I, I'm starting I to accept yeah. it. Okay, uh, prediction times. We'll go with the guests first. Who do you think is going to win this match? The Fatal 4 match, yes.
1: I think it's going to be Hikaru Shida, and I think she's going to do it by pinning Soraya.
0: Oh, okay. okay. I right, uh, uh, you want go? Yeah, you uh, no, you want to go, go down the list? Yeah, yeah we'll go down the row. I think, cause Soraya's a hometown g- gal, right? Gal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they may go gonna there. try to do the British Bulldog like moment where it's like the hometown gal uh gets it, and I think cause with Soraya like with her coming to AEW pretty much the social outcast has been looking weak, and uh. this is, like, the time to really cement that, or, yeah, cement that, uh, put the post, the, say, yeah, we're we're serious. How but, is How is she gonna win? How um, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna say by n- she's not gonna, I think she's gonna throw someone out, do her finisher, and one, two, three. Oh, kind of like the, the steel? Steel, yeah. The steel Opportunist, the- yeah. yeah. Her. I would say uh, I'm, I'm going with my girl Sheeta Like you were saying before she hasn't really had An established title reign yet And in my opinion Out of everyone on the women's roster She's the one that got screwed over the most In my opinion I'm going with her and I think she's Going to win by a pinfall Against the one that Screwed her over her reign Baker, I think. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say she was going to win by submission. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. not submission. I yeah. mean DQ. You know what? I should write that down for, like, when we do the points thing. going oh, we go but. to Alex. Are, yes. they, are Are yeah. are we gonna see a split because Tony Storm and uh, Soraya is on the same page? I are was we gonna, gonna I was gonna mention that. Oh, I, okay. I was that. gonna say it. It's like that. What I was gonna say is is are we putting in that the cliched uh, teams can't work together in a big match situation and they're gonna split up? Or is it gonna be Tony Storm gonna go realize it's Paige's hometown and basically realize I uh, she won the title before it's Paige's moment. That's mm. the question. But how long has uh, she been champion so far? It's only been about. It's been about two and a half weeks now. Really? Oh. No. If they, I say now, if they cut. The water, whatever the kids call it nowadays. Cut uh, the water off? Yeah. If they screw my girl over, you're going to hear me, bitch, on the podcast, <laughs> next podcast, or the next live stream. i have saying it now. I'm saying it now. Oh, man. Yeah, 100 that's, that's Because the, I'm sorry, she gets screwed over it so many times. That's the tough thing about this. It's for me, I have the logical, what do I think is going to happen, or a what do I want to happen? Oh, that's the toughest. It's like for me, yeah. it's like for me, that's what always got me. For me, I think Paige would have it. Or I think. S- with, I, we still call yeah, it Paige. So, Soraya. Don't shoot us, fans, please. Soraya, and she's gonna. I, I can see her winning by submission. And. I and forgot she does the Yeah, submission. with the pay, uh, page tap-out, PTO, or right, Is that separate. where she, like, kind of grabs the yeah, legs, but the, yeah, then, yeah, then yeah, grab the arms? Will her family be there? Because if yeah. it is, then that's a guarantee. Uh, but, but, and I can see it on... Hikaroshita, unfortunately, I see Ooh. her being the fall girl. Yeah, out of everyone, I do see her being the fall girl if she but loses. But if if I wanted it, what I want is <laughs> Hikaroshita to continue as champion, and I would see her again and beat. Uh, yeah, I would say Britt Baker by. I, and I think they. I truly think they. That's a way to build a rivalry with Baker yeah. and. And uh, Sheeta, but now the qu- the other question is how long will Sheeta and uh, Baker work together in this match too? So mm. ideally, it's the originals versus the newcomers True. or the invaders. The yeah,
1: outcasts, okay. yeah, yeah, which is effectively
0: the story that's been told since the yeah.
1: outcast inception. Which is why I think there's actually there's more in this match than people are giving it credit for because. Oh, it's just like, oh, it's another random four-way for the mm-hmm. match. It's another lazy-looking mm-hmm. thing. No, I actually think there's something more credit to be given here than it's actually gotten. And, you know, the more you all give me your predictions, the more I'm kind of leaning towards Soraya possibly winning, but by p- by pinning Britt Baker. So so Sheeta gets her title screwed away from her by the outcast, and she didn't even
0: lose it. Uh, oh, and it'll make her, okay. like, look strong in a way. Yeah, so, Okay. Uh, Oh, no! Uh, by the way, uh, before we continue while on the women's thing for AEW, I think, like, we all know, like, let's be honest, the women's wrestling for AEW isn't the strong suit. Let's be honest. The thing is, they're great wrestlers. They're not featured properly. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's not what relevant. he... Uh, I, so. I was going to say, in, in my opinion, like, there's not enough women on the roster for me, well, family. The, uh, but I think they should... not featured enough. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the biggest okay. thing. Like I was saying with the Battle Royal. Unfortunately, for AEW, they're going to feature the, uh, these women like the Britt Bakers, the Soraya, yeah. the Tony Storms, because of. They got, they like the, established. The, yeah, they're the established main eventers. While like these other ones who are coming in, like Nightingale, she's starting to get a real push. Yeah, right. and, but, but it's like, like you can't. If you had the battle royal, you can like fancy what they. Can do and maybe change, like change their opinion yeah. on it, like maybe push them a little more. For me, I like Sadie Gibbs when she first was in AEW, and she's talking about coming back to wrestling soon. So I'm hoping to see her back. Right. Oh, as right. Well, I was okay. saying before, though, like I think they should like put Stardom, try and bring Stardom yeah. into it, cause you know how they have the Forbidden Door yeah. with New Japan, bring Stardom in. Yeah. Bring me my Go Konami. I yeah, want to see Konami. Konami. Okay, yeah. I, I got one thing. So, and I'm looking at so I match. had to, I had to put that down. I'm looking at the match card. This is the only female uh, match? Match, uh, women's match on the whole card. As, the of, t- as of now. Is this I'm, the TNT title? Uh, Statlander. I think they're saving her for Chicago. Okay. So <laughs> I'm thinking this. I'm thinking this. Are we going to see a return or a debut? And... Do you think it's.? Because me, I'm thinking either the return, I think it may be Jade. Ooh. Or Tony Storm. Or a debut Mercedes Monet. Oh, you I see don't like Mercedes
1: her. would be a shout because I'm not sure if her injury is fully healed up by now, but that's kind of. She's also been like on the down low with that, so. Yeah. Could yeah. just kind of sneak up on us with it.
0: I could see Mercedes. I think. Oops, sorry.
1: No, no, go ahead. I, got that. I was <laughs> gonna say that I was gonna see Mercedes winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, yeah.
0: I was gonna say I can see if her injury is not a hundred percent. Them pulling, uh, WW what they did at SummerSlam with Bailey, uh, Io Sky, and oh, yeah, uh, basically, uh, who's the uh, oh Dakota, Dakota Kai. Kai, and just basically have them walk to the uh, walk down to the ring and basically go. We're back. And, and also it fits with the whole Saraya thing if she does win the title. Yeah. Oh yeah. With uh what happened at the live event. if they were smart they would kinda like use that but don't and Yeah. Mix fiction with reality in a way. But sure. with that in mind, uh what would add it this is the only pre show I know of would just get out of the way. MJF, is that up next for the thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's my thing. The Aussie Opens, is that what they're called? Yeah. yeah, Yeah. The Aussie Opens versus uh, MJF and uh, Adam Cole. Uh, The Ring of Honor World Title. Who do you think is going to win? I think we all are going to have the same answer, but who do you think is going to win that match?
1: I think it's going to be Aussie Open.
0: Uh, yeah, I think everyone's gonna think that. Uh, I I know some people who think it's gonna be a better than you, but really, yeah. Okay. I, here's the thing: is that match too predictable? Because if Ozzy Open wins and is like, oh, then it's gonna play into the. the, the I I think it's gonna be like they're gonna pull like the dissension in that match in a way yeah. and is it a risk to put your main event out that early no Ooh. my other my other question okay. for you Devin. and this is a key part in my eyes eyes for better than you baby who's <laughs> baby. Gonna, who's, <laughs> gonna, who's gonna who's gonna start the match in that team adam cole or mjf
1: i'm thinking adam cole is going to end up starting the match I, I feel like you could even even you could even see them being like, oh, no, you start, no, you start. Oh, why do you want me to start? Oh, why do yeah. you want me to start? You know, things like that, and the paranoia is going to drive them insane. I think that it's going. I think that it's not a matter of the match being too predictable because yeah. if you think back to the start of this situation, um, when they had the title eliminator, people were always like oh, well, Adam Cole has to win now to get a title shot. How else does this story go on? And then it ended up a draw. And then people were like, well, where does this go? This doesn't, like, it can't go anywhere. And then the Blind Eliminator tag was announced. And immediately people were like, oh, then they're winning this tournament. But are they going to become tag champs? They didn't. But it ultimately came full circle back around to a title match between the two again. So there's the storytelling genius in that regard. But now there's this friendship that's in the way of it that creates this unique dynamic which is why it's like, well, there's no real antagonist. Which is why Roderick Strong, despite being the most justified, is the antagonist here. And then this actual antagonistic force leaning behind them in the form of the kingdom. And so that, I think, can come into play into the into the Ring of Honor title match at, at All In. Uh, so I don't think it's a matter of who wins the match. I think it's a matter of how does the winner of the match win the match. Exactly. Because... Who how because that will decide how it affects the losers of the match. And yeah. now all of a sudden you have MJF who just took another loss. Because if anybody remembers to how to MJF and Adam Cole when they lost the tag titles, which I believe y'all were at that show, yeah. oh, yes. yeah. great, match. great match. MJF was so upset. He was so upset with himself for losing the match. He lost. He lost focus. And what did that mean? He lost the match. Yeah. So what happens if, that, if he loses the match again or worse? What if Adam Cole loses the match? Because Adam Cole was right there being like, no, don't worry about this. You are still the world champion. We're okay. We're going to be fine. We're going to do this. Does
0: MJF do that for Adam Cole if Adam Cole ah. loses? Or does he get
1: upset with him for losing? You
0: cost me this. Yep. I don't lose. You know what? That answer. Uh, by the way, I don't know the Aussie guy. No it's Tom Davis you know? and Aussie Kyle Fletcher.
1: Extremely great tag yeah. team. They uh, are. They've yeah. been severely
0: under, uh, uh,
1: underutilized in their short time in Ring of Honor, and that's saying something considering just the tag champs. But they are that fucking yeah. good. I, I know them re- as. ten years, will be in the same conversation as FTR in yeah.
0: the Olympics. I I know. I seen the wrestle fifth. I mean, like the people in the team. I don't know the yeah. names on my head, but. I would say uh, they're gonna win by doing the finisher. On, um, I'm, I'm. You made me turn to Adam Cole's gonna get the, he's gonna get the pin. He's okay. gonna be pinned on, for sure. One, two, three, and I think that's gonna play more in the story for later on in the night. So, mm-hmm. which once uh, we get to that match, the MJF and Adam Cole match, I'll say more into that answer. Later on, but I'm thinking pinfall at, at the Open one, two, three. So the the point I was asking for the uh, uh, who's gonna start the tag first, or who's gonna start the match first? Because of, I can see MJF constantly falling out of the ring oh. to save energy for the main event. That's the key thing. Mm-hmm. Saving the energy for the main event. The quest that's the big question. Is they going to is it going to are they going to bump into each other or like you were saying and what what are they going to do to lead to the main event? I'm hoping they don't split up after this, but that, like you said, that's the end game. And the the big sell is what this is going to lead to the main event. Yeah. And your pick? Oh, I, oh, I said Ozzy open? open. Yeah, Ozzy Open. Who you and think, I uh, think Pinfall. I think he, I can agree with you, on like, but maybe it's Adam Cole because he really wants that title. Yeah. And it's like the Austin, he, he's willing to do anything for it. Uh, even uh, wow. falsify a friendship, but I think Roderick Strong is going to play a part in this, and I'm thinking like, yes, MJ. At- no, I'm thinking um, Adam Cole's going to take the fall. But not well. I'm thinking we're gonna see a kangaroo kick. Mm-hmm. I I think that's guaranteed. Well, people wanted the double clothesline and they didn't see it in the match. Exactly. They're, they're, they're gonna but, hit it. They're gonna hit it. But, but no, my, I, I think um, it's gonna be, uh, Adam Cole trying to go for the fall, or or something happens where like, uh, MJF sees Roderick Strong gets distracted by him, and Adam Cole takes the fall. Without MJF helping them, and it's gonna seem like Adam Cole's gonna, or no, uh, Adam Cole's gonna see MJF and Roderick Strong is gonna flee, and it's gonna be like miscommunications, like what the hell, and it's gonna lead mm. on to later in yeah. the match. Yeah, so, so it's gonna lead to uh, Adam Cole not trusting MJF. Uh, I'm thinking maybe Roderick Strong is in MJF's back pocket for the main event. You're saying. Ooh. Maybe. I'm but, thinking maybe. But, uh, we'll fine. get to that when we okay, get to Okay, I'm, I'm just saying another thing is I feel for the double clothesline since it's so over. and, and <laughs> For uh, some reason it's yes, over. And uh, since uh, uh, he, uh, MJF's gimmick is the devil, well, maybe it would be just great having that as that forbidden fruit each time they try and go for it it does not land it does not land each time but one uh, but one uh, have it land that one special occasion and and have that be the big decisive factor when it lands all right there you go but also last thing and then I'll move on to the next match do you break up this the hottest act in your company early ah uh, that's interesting do you keep it going I think
1: this is the beginning of the end
0: i think so too yeah yeah
1: I don't think it's immediate hard break of at all in, I think. But I think it becomes clear that it, it, there's a time limit on it at all in. Whereas right now it seems like well, this could end up being just how it is from now on. But I think come all in is where it will officially be like, no, this is on its on a fast track to dissolving. it.
0: And, and I think it's going to be like Adam Cole do like the own hard thing because it's a one title of Ring of Honor that he never won. The tag title, so it's going to play into that. Uh, okay. Uh, the jealousy angle. But going on, we have a tag team, The this one. We're going to get to this one now with the behind-the-scenes stuff. Tag team title match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. FTR, Dax Hardwood, and Cash Wheeler get to him. Dax uh, Hardwood? Just in a bit. Yeah, that, uh, Dax Hardwood and Cash that's, Wheeler. That's, uh, We're going like to get to warned. Cash Wheeler in a bit. <laughs> Versus the Young Bucks, Matt, and Nick Jackson for the tag team titles. So get this out of the way. We're gonna We just... all we all know what happened with Cash Hardwood. Gonna read the statement. Uh, Cash Wheeler. Uh Cash Wheeler was arrested in Orange County, Florida and was charged with aggravated assault with the firearm. Was released from jail on Friday after posting a two thousand five hundred dollar bond. Since the incident, I guess the incident happened July 27th. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I guess uh, so pretty much um, posted bail, posted not guilty and he was very cooperative with the cops. That's no good. resistance and all that. That's good. So the thing is and plus someone said they did not took his passport when they arrested him. They took the firearm but not his passport. So that means he can he can travel. So he will be there. Not going to go passport. in yeah, as of right now, things can change. As of now, this match is happening. Um, we're not going to get into the whole thing because we don't know the side of the story, and I think yeah, it's not appropriate it's not to, a, to speculate. It's not our... Jokes, dictionary, It's not our, our business. It's to say. It's, uh, yeah. So this is going to be a one-in-two-part question. Uh-oh. One, <laughs> do you think... The match is gonna happen, or is it? Or is it gonna change? And it's just gonna be yes or no answers. Um, and two. Uh, who do you think's gonna win? And also, we all we all know the build to this match. It's yeah. basically. Was this like the third time the fighting? Is it the third time or the second? This is the rubber match. Uh, so yeah. 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 Yeah, the vibration. And plus, with the history of FTR being CM Punk's boys, mm. with the Elite, it sort of sprinkles into that. That. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. But, uh, yeah, you think the match is going to happen? If so, who do you think is going to win? Let's see. Well, you see, this is a real detriment because, yes,
1: I do think this match is going to happen as of right now. I think the situation is going to get Cash two held up. I think... Um, unless there's some severe outrage, this match has happened. Yep. And if this match is happening, I initially thought it was going to be FTR winning. But in light of the situation, I think the Young Bucks might be walking out with the gold. Here's where this comes back around back around to the fantasy booking that I mentioned so far ago. I'm not sure if it was at the top of this podcast or at the top of the first
0: record. <laughs> but <laughs> but damn, previous... corruption videos! <laughs> you could just call that Beware of Dog, the first one. <laughs> Power went out. This
1: how we could get that two-year anniversary Well, that one-year anniversary um, brawl-out match with CMFTR versus the Elite, and that is... Okay, so on the card, which is something I'm sure we'll get into a little bit later, is a trios match featuring Bullet Club Gold and yep. the Golden Hunt yep. Lovers. Yes. Yep. And... I think that match will happen earlier in the card than this tag match. And after the tag match, there's going to be, you know, it'll be a situation where it's like FTR and the Young Bucks, they're sitting there. Are they going to shake hands? Are they going to shake hands after the all? Then all of a sudden, blitz the ring. J.R. Juice Robinson, the guns. They start, they start beating them. They start tearing them down. So then who else to come down to save them? But Hangman. Hangman starts getting beat down. So who else to come down to save them? Uh, um... Kenny Omega. But now with Kenny omega they're getting outnumbered even though it's four to four, they've got the jump on them. Who else to come out to save them? But CM Punk. Mmm. Okay. And now they clear the house. Now it's CMFTR and the Elite versus Bullet Club Glow they clear the ring. Back to back bumped. CMFTR and the Elite stare down. And there you go one week later is uh, you don't need a build because their build has already happened. You
0: know, yeah, I, I, that would be a good way to do it. Okay. To add on to that, notice if that does happen is happen in Chicago, Punk's yeah. backyard. True. So th- if that's meant to be designed to have Chicago boo the elite and maybe they'll have another match later on and, and uh, uh, the elite's uh, backyard. Yeah. yeah. And with that in mind, uh, you're saying the Young Bucks uh, are gonna win the match, and how? Right. Hey, no, I'll he, said, he said. Oh, right, so that's right. a
1: very question you pose, right? Because that's what puts me in a position of thinking about how the first and second match between the two played out. The first match, the Young Bucks won because, despite their foot getting worked over and worked over and worked over of Matt Jackson, um, Cash Wheeler, funny enough, went for a flip. Which is FTR, you know, no flips, just fists. Yep. He decided yep. to for a springboard, 450. Clean is, could be, but it didn't connect. And then right afterwards, super kick. With the bad foot, Matt Jackson wins. into the, okay. the second match does not go to it. They stick to their convictions, and FTR gets the win. I think that if Young Bucks were to win this match, what they have to do is beat FTR at their own game. Because it was FTR trying to beat um, Young Bucks at their own game. They couldn't do it. They tried it, so then they played their own game against the Young Bucks and they did do it. So now, how do you tell the story of they are the better team than to do it? Now, in the case of FTR winning, I was going to say they do it with a flip. That Springboard 450, it does connect. And maybe not that, but that be a part of the ending sequence. Beat them at their own game. But now that this whole situation happens, I think they want to get the tag titles off of Cash Wheeler. And so I think the Young Bucks do it and I think they do it by beating FTR either by being the best version of the Young Bucks or out FTRing
0: FTR. Okay. Right. I like that answer. So uh David uh, uh okay we, this uh, is my thing and I think it is going to happen. I think what's what's going to happen like so far we don't know anything. Yeah. Unless something happens well, I- Go ahead. I could get you the full report. Oh, you could get the full report?
1: Yeah, I've read the full report. Cash Wheeler, I'm not happy with the fella. He, uh... Okay, so uh, just for some quick rundown. If you go back about two years ago, Jimmy Uso got hit with a DUI about three weeks before him and Jay won the tag team titles. That tag title run then went on to be the historic 620 or however long day run that they had. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing is, you gave this man who had a DUI, he got in a car drunk, he could have killed somebody. Well, what Cash Wheeler did is he drove up next to this car, held out his gun at the driver with a a stare, pointing the gun at him him and his spouse. I'd argue that was more directly putting someone's life under, under threat. So yeah. if Jimmy Uso got all that flack, I think Cash Wheeler should get that flack all the same. Yeah, so, 50-50.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think what's going we don't know what provokes that. Yeah. That yeah is, so. So
1: there's not the whole story, but there is there are available details. And that's what yeah. he was convicted on because Ch- July 28th, the warrant was put out for his arrest, and he finally got convicted on the 17th. Yeah,
0: uh, was that after Hartford?
1: No, I'm sorry, 18th.
0: 18th. July 27th? Yeah, that was that. Yeah. Wow. That for was right in sure.
1: heart. For yeah, sure. Oh, right. before, before, well, well
0: like, thank God we saw him, but Yeah, uh, it kind of worked <laughs> out.
1: Right? Yeah. It was a day after his warrant was put
0: out. Yeah, wow. yeah that's crazy. Wow. Oh, okay, so this is my theory. I think, and I think he's going to get punished later on. I think there's just too much money on the table. I think FTR wins. But No, no. FTR loses. Never mind. I think he's going to get punted. I agree with you. Young Bucks uh, win, but I think what's going to happen, they're going to tease a match between uh, CMFTR versus the Elite. Kind of what and, Devin would say. And I'm thinking it's going to be all everything's on the line. Whoever pins the tag champions, if the tag champions get pinned... They, the person wins it. And whoever pins the real world's champion will get that. I ah. uh, And I think with that, I think that's where it goes. In that way, with, with like, because I'm, I'm wondering what the reaction is. Who knows? It could, like, it's going to be weird, but he could get cheered for this. D- uh, Dax. With you the whole Arn Anderson-Glock yeah. thing? You mean Cash? Or Yeah, yeah cash. cash. I said Cash. I heard Dax. I heard Dax, oh. I heard Dax yeah. too, oh, but... But anyways... But things are strange. If it was just like... Because... Don't know if... We don't know the details as yeah. of that now, but it could be like a thing where he gets cheered for, and I think they, they want it... Because Chicago, there's... Chicago loves CMFTR and CM Punk, I think they're trying to get to that. I think originally they're gonna get to that, but I think now they're gonna get to that. I think that's the next okay. step, them uh, getting to that. But if, but like pretty much, FTR is gonna lose, and then Punk is gonna win when for uh, all out. And I think after that, he's gonna take a break. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make mine quick, simple, easily. I think, uh, Young Bucks are gonna win by a Meltzer driver, but on Cash Really, kind of as a, and no. pin off him as punishment. A pet, like, yeah, like, a, as punishment, patent. and then I, I hope they, like, he gets his stuff together, of course. So, yeah, I, I say, um, Young Bucks for this one. Um, do you think that the match is gonna happen, though? Uh, Uh, It's on the table right now, but I think... uh, We're a week out. Anything can happen. Yeah, I say like... Well, right now, yeah, we're recording this uh, August 20th right now. So, like a week before All In, they could have added more more matches, by the way. But if things go smoothly for cash, yeah, I think the match will happen. But if not, like, then no. It all depends on... What and, the gun do with cash? And David, didn't it answer his your question that I think Young Bucks are going to win? Yeah. No, no, so you're like, but, but wait, tell us if you think the match is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. It, so no, 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 okay. no, but yeah, but it could change. Yeah, yeah I know. So, we'll but better. I think the match is going to happen as of right now, like we were saying, because of, you know, the magical warden wrestling card subject, subject to, to change. Got to <laughs> love it. But I think Young Bucks are going to win via Penfall, but I I can see them AEW booking all these different alternative routes in case they they have the fight with Punk and uh, Punkin Omega and basically the Elite versus CMFTR are just an alternative route because if they can't have it Here's an alternative room yeah. so we can book something else. Always have a plan B. Yeah. So, okay. Next week. Our <laughs> next match Tag Team Coffin match Darby <laughs> Allen and Sting versus Mogul, mobile, Mogul Embassy, AR Fox, and Swerve Strickland. Devin, how was the build to this?
1: It's been awesome. This is honestly one of the best built matches on the card. Um, Shane, uh, uh, not Shane, I'm sorry. Swerve has done a lot to immediately establish Nick Wayne as a character you want to root for on the show. Nick Wayne debuted July 12th, uh, five days after his 18th birthday, in a match against Swerve Strickland, and it really immediately established how good he was and how well he was able to perform on a stage like that. And that alone was enough to make people, yeah, I'm with this kid. But then, Swerve, which is honestly an extension of a story that's being told as far back as a year and a half ago in Defy Wrestling with Swerve and Nick Wayne and where Swerve is like this, he's like this evil mastermind who is trying to like build Nick Wayne into something with how he is he's like he told him over almost like 8 months ago or something like that on your first AEW match I'm going to be right there waiting for you I'm going to be I'm going to be there to welcome you to AEW and sure enough that's what that match was announced and ended up happening and then there was the segment where he went to Nick Wayne's house in the shed that Nick Wayne through the vignette established to us he grew up in he sat in that ring when he was 6 months old next to his father who was a pro wrestler decided he wanted to be a pro wrestler and grew up in that ring learning how to be a pro wrestler and then in that ring he laid in a pool of his own blood, in a pool of blood that would make John Moxley blush, in a pool of his <laughs> own blood that would make Shawn Michaels blush, in a pool of his <laughs> own blood that would make John Cena from Judgment Day 05 blush. Like it was I honestly I'm surprised he's okay. <laughs> okay, it was it was a gruesome sight. It was done all in one take. It was shot from a home video camera. That was a star-making segment because <laughs> funny enough that was cinema. Yeah. And then that comes next to Darby Allen who brought AR Fox into the company who then turned on Darby and them to align with Swerve who has this long-standing feud with Swerve in his own right who has helped mentor Nick Wayne and then it comes up to the fact that he's got links to Sting. So we have this match happening on Dynamite that's actually going to be Nick Nick, Nick Wayne and Darby Allen against the Gates of Agony, which are members of the Embassy. And now next week, I believe, they're going to be having a match against Swerve and AR Fox, which helps build to this match even more. So there's a lot of moving parts in this story that has made it very intriguing. And ultimately, what this is coming to is Darby Allin in a coffin match, right? Every single coffin match he's been in, he's won the feud. I think this is where that changes, because he's against somebody who he has constantly beat in the form of Swerve. Swerve, who has finally built this empire, this... Embassy, the mogul embassy. He's now gotta complete with A.R. Fox, somebody else, who was by Darby side for so long and now on the other side standing by him is the last outlaw, Sting, who's just this old time and gunslinger who's around the town for one last shooting. And that's why every single match he's in, he's diving off something crazy. He's oh, going till he's... the wheels fall off. And he I wants think to fall in, the wheels fall off. He gets put in that coffin. <laughs> And Sting gets put down by the mogul embassy.
0: Yeah, and yeah.
1: Darby's the one who led him to that.
0: I I would say, uh, old man Sting, man, Fuck. he wants to feel young again. But but the thing is, is I'm, I found it interesting. You didn't say make Rick Flair blush. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> make that's a you know what, fair enough. He like it's like I'm. I hey, I guess I guess it didn't make Flair blush, but it made everyone else. And um. the, Funniest like happened they're done that. so but before I'm just the funniest thing is everyone kept saying sting should turn heel on Darby sting should turn heel on Darby and I'm the person who's like like no don't turn sting heel because you're, you're just sympathizing with him more like Oh my God! He's trying to act <laughs> young and hip again. He's trying to relive his his emo days. Next, next thing what you want him to grow back his goatee to be, to be uh, Sting from NWO, uh, Wolfpack? Yeah. Oh God, no, not that one. But okay, uh, so
1: something I just double checked as well for this match. Yeah. Sting and Darby Allen and a two on two record are seventeen and zero. They are undefeated as a tag team. Okay. 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 I think that that's all the more reason they lose.
0: You know what? I'm gonna flat out say, it. yeah, I think uh, Swerve sort of Scott's gonna win this one, him and uh, Nick Rain. I will say, uh, this was one of the matches I was actually excited for for a, the gimmick of the coffin match. Yes, it's a <laughs> coffin match, not a casket match. I agree. We we learned mm-hmm. the difference from OSW. <laughs> But apparently it's very subtle. But yes, there's so yes, many, so yes. But uh, but <laughs> yeah, if I I gotta say, Swords Strickland and A. R. Fox booked them to win because of I believe that's one of the few heels we actually said was gonna win tonight. Yeah, and, I think. Uh, and two, who, this this just built their career even more established them even more and that's one thing they they need to do establish these stars while they can oh, i agree yeah david what do you go for i'm thinking i'm thinking uh, sting is going to win and this is going to be a swan song oh okay what what better place to do it and the biggest event the biggest event I got My a world question world. for you. Do I have to tell you how I think they're gonna win? No, nah, <laughs> no, we're 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 just, at this point we're just gonna roll. I, it I, I'm I'm joking it. because of there's only one way to win a coffin match. Yeah, I <laughs> we've been recording for well, it almost that. two hours now. Well, it's uh. been two hours, so we're gonna keep on rolling the ball here. So it's now like it's Taker. just we're gonna keep on rolling. Yeah. It. So six, we're gonna try to quickly go through these. Uh, just pretty much say, uh. Pretty who's going yeah, to win in Yeah, who's going to win? And you could just say like a quick yes or no. Uh, has the build been good? Yeah. We'll do that because Co- yeah. it is getting late. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, so, so it's the six-man tag, match, tag team match. The Golden Elite, uh, Kota Bushi, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Page versus Kanusuke Te- uh, T- Takashita. Is- oh, oh, what is it?
1: Uh, It's Kanosuke Takeshita.
0: Oh, Kanosuke Takeshita. Ever since actually Av says Takeshita, I can only think of (laughs) against Bullet Club Mm -hmm. Gold, Juice Robinson and Jay White. Fantastic. I think the, um, I think, uh, (laughs) Who's the third man in that match for the Bullet Club Gold? No, it's just Juice Robinson and Jay White. I think Jay White, oh, A, House of Build. Has it been good or
1: I think the builds could stand to be a little bit better. There's a little bit... Of, they're, they're, I see what they're going for, but there's a few things that have kind of just come into it out of nowhere, like Bullet Club Gold. Quick note: stand to be established. Time can tell, but not the best.
0: Uh, quick, okay. quick thing, I just love the interview where JR just walks off like in, sh- in shock. I, I'll show you guys later, Clu- I'm thinking Bullet Club Gold's going to win. Yeah, I love, Bullet Club Gold. I love the guns in Bullet Club Gold, but you tell me it's. Wait, so it's gonna be three people on Omega side and just two Bullet Club Gold members? No, uh, pretty much.
1: Alongside Kamosuke Takeshda. So oh, yeah, oh Kimoski, okay. Yeah. okay, so. But he's so, not
0: in the state. Yeah. Okay, never mind, I misheard you. Oh, uh, I think Bullet Club Gold's gonna win. I think you could bring a Debut into this to add it to the Bullet Club yeah. Gold. But, so, uh, with that my who are you going with? Uh, Bullet Club, Bullet Club Gold or right. Golden Elite Oh, Alex, who did you say? Golden I elite? said uh, bull, Bullet Club Gold Okay, because I, I think it's going to play yeah. into All Out Yeah. yeah.
1: I, th- I think I'm with you there I think Bullet Club Gold and should get the win to help establish the Don Callis family uh, especially with the match that will happen later on in the night, which we'll get into in, yeah. Uh, yeah We'll just get into that later in a moment um, but, yeah, I think they're going to get the win to help build into that fantasy booking I mentioned earlier because them having the win, especially with, I like the mention of a new, a new member coming mm-hmm. in. I'm just not sure of who it could be quite yeah. yet. Maybe they're in the company already and we just haven't like, mm-hmm. What if Sean Spears all of a sudden
0: just, like, decides he was... I think he really needs and it. And yeah. Yeah. it, yeah. It worked well for the guns. All right, so uh, next, next match... match. Oh, did you said yours? Yeah, I said gold yeah. And, uh... Bull Club Gold. Okay, yeah. so we're all in consensus. Yeah. Bull Club Gold. Yeah. Stadium Stampede match. Eddie Kingston, and Orange Cassidy, uh, pretty much best friends. Uh, <laughs> Chuckle fuck? No, Eddie <laughs> Kingston and the best friends and Lucha Brothers uh, versus Blackpool Combat Club uh, and uh, and uh, three to be announced. Uh, who do you think's the to be announced?
1: I think it's going to be Shota Umino, uh, Chris Hero, and, um, and possibly Nigel McGinnis, but yeah. I couldn't be certain.
0: Um, and you got for the winner? <laughs> I think it may be Nigel. I think... I think... Go ahead. I think maybe... Well, no, never mind. It would be way too early for Danielson to come back.
1: yeah. Otherwise, they would just announce them.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: um, I think... I think Eddie Kingston gets the win over Claudio. He gets the pin on Claudio to set up for a one-on-one title rematch for the Ring of Honor Championship, and I think that would take place at AEW Dynamite Grand Slam, which will just be happening in, uh, in like, September 22nd or something like that.
0: Okay. Okay. um, Here you go, To me... I don't know, but I'm thinking, this is a fantasy book, um, I think for the three mystery people, how about this, Christian, a debuting Edge, and Gangrel, Mm. the brood. Hmm. In this case, and
1: Master Edge's contract's going to be up by then.
0: Oh, oh. it's up now by Friday. It's over. I thought. No, that was his
1: last con. That was his last scheduled date. Okay. His contract is not up until after
0: All Out. Okay, there goes my. Oh, okay, then no, then oh, after All Out. Never mind. You mean All In? Yes, his contract. Because no, the thing no. is, the
1: contract has a certain amount of scheduled dates and matches on it, and that was it finalized. Okay. So if the contract is still penciled in the date the de- ending date hasn't come up, but okay. the uh, contract isn't, like... Alright, the then
0: contract, that goes my thing. Then, um, Great maybe thing. Luchasaurus in there, or, uh, honestly, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe uh, probably... I just hope it's not, like, uh, the guy uh, we saw in, uh, Hartford, the Minoru Suzuki. Like, I think it's gonna be him. He's Ooh. gonna be added. I
1: think Minoru Suzuki's a good shout.
0: Yeah. I'd yeah. Him um, I'm think thinking... I'm thinking it's going to be Eddie Kingston getting his moment. Because for no. some reason, every time he has, he's been shy of a big moment. And this okay. is going to be it. Me? I think it's going to be the uh, the alphabet. I, I keep forgetting BCC. the... BCC. I always forget that name. Uh, or, uh, BPC, I think. full Combat Club. Yeah, something like BPC. that. BPCC. But uh, BCC species. <laughs> BCC. BCC. BCC yeah. species.
1: Blackpool is one word.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. So I, I would say it's gonna be them, but I think it's gonna be the mystery guy getting the win. <laughs> I, I. See. Alex. You know you're yeah. thinking the B. Yeah, I'm thinking BCC may win actually. Okay. Oh, gar- Guaranteed, yeah. Moxley's gonna bleed. Oh, that's yeah. that's kind of come on. Um, Send his contract. Um, next match, singles match, will Osprey versus Chris Jericho. Oh, that's a tough one. I think it's gonna be Osprey. Yeah, Osprey, okay. I, I seen the build to this, and they almost booked it in reverse. It should have been Jericho doubting Don Callis instead. Of Don Callis doing it to Jericho, like with the final reveal. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off spray. Osprey. Osprey. I Osprey. think Osprey is going to win and it's going to show it's going to be a dominant through. Yeah. I think. By penfall. Is the title or, on yeah. the line or not? No, there's no, no title. title. Okay. Uh, all right, next one. Um this one, the singles match for the real World's Championship. CM, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe, is Pepsi Man versus Sweet Tooth. Pepsi Phil uh I'm just going to flat out say it's going to be Punk. Yeah, punk. It, it's it, going to be Punk because he's holding that. I think the biggest thing is Punk versus MJF. And pretty much the build was Joe wants to face him. Punk's been denying him. Joe wants to beat him since the Owen Hart finals. And pretty yeah, much yeah. it's Semifinals. like he finally got it. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, uh. When they faced yeah. in the Owen Hart Cup. Uh, and pretty much he. Holds a grudge and he finally convinced Punk to uh, get it. So I this is easy CM Punk. I don't see him losing it. Yeah.
1: That's exactly it. Yeah, Punk got the Punk got the roll of victory over Samoa Joe and the build to this match has effectively been you can't beat me for real though. So I think the buildup is like, no, I'm going to beat you for real for this real world championship. And that will help him set up uh, again, that run and angle that I've convinced myself is going to happen now after the tag title match, Ah. which would, which would require FTR to lose and for Punk to win. Punk isn't going to run out after losing that real world championship, especially if it ends up being what was suggested earlier. And that is a winner take all championships on the line in a trios match.
0: Okay. And you're saying Sam-Punk Alex? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's because he just introduced that yeah. title, so... Oh, okay, so pretty much before the thing, I think we're going to get a special attraction match. I think it's going to be Jeff Jarrett in an open challenge against Grado and oh. the whole arena uh, singing the Madonna th- song. I would love that. Mm. And and my pick, Grado. Yeah, okay, yeah. fair point. But- I I could see that, because it feels like you need Jarrett on the card. I think you need, like, X amount of surprises, and I think that would be a good surprise. Um, Main event. Singles match for the AEW World Championship. MJF versus Adam Cole. This is the tough one. And we all know the build-up to this match. We don't even have to remind you. We've been saying this for the whole podcast Uh, Honestly, I'm going to flat out say I think it's going to be Adam Cole. And here's why. I think he's going to win with the interference with Roddy Strong. And uh, then, like, miscommunications, like, what are you doing? And then MJF's going to be like, no, you you should win the legit way. Because I think Roddy Strong's going to have the title just like to hand it over to Adam Cole. He's like, no, I can't. And then, like, the distraction of the ref, and then Adam Cole's going to hit... A roll-up and grab the tights. Yeah, I, it's something like that. He's going to cheat to win, and I think Adam Cole's going to be the one that turns heel. I truly think so. I don't know why. I think it would be different, probably. But, yeah, I'm thinking... I think that's what... I'm no, I, I was going to say that. I think Adam Cole for the W. What were you going to say?
1: I, I'm, you see, the thing is, I just... I don't see, like I've mentioned before, first of all, he's a streamer that, every day, so he would have to turn that heel off, like, constantly to be the streamer, and that, like, immediately detaches him from his character. He was doing that before, but on top of the fact that he just came back off of this life-altering injury with the concussions, I think that's, that really undermines that. On top of the fact that you see him being, look at how I I can jump at him, jumping up and down, look at how I can jump, in the trampoline park (laughs) to, looking at the menu, like, I can't, I can't boo that man and even more so it's weird to try and tell me to boo that man over the guy who's sitting here calling himself the fucking devil <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think it's going to be one of those situations where um, it's not unlike how you suggested it Ronnie's like here do this cheat MJF's going to see that oh you were really just going to cheat on me this is all one big ruse isn't it Adam Cole being like no it's not MJF being like nah I'm dropping you kind of thing and maybe MJF ends up retaining maybe Adam Cole wins the title because you see and Adam Cole winning that's an idea that someone's I, I've heard suggested before and it's a fun idea in the sense that Adam Cole taking that title would mean MJF now he that's the whole thing he was going to walk out the company with that title right yeah. but I think it's much more interesting if he has to win that title back on the way out rather than holding it all the way up until that point because everyone's just like well now you're long reign da 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 so that's more interesting in that fight but I don't think Adam Cole needs to turn heel to do it I think from MJF's perspective he can think adam cole turned heel on him okay. because adam cole did they'll do anything to win and it may come down to that i do think what this match is going to end up being is who's going to be willing to be the bigger heel because that's what's going to happen
0: yeah but yeah.
1: what i think is going to be one of those situations it's going to be cut go back to the birthday celebration a few mo- a few weeks ago it was like a oh i'm gonna smash this cake in his face and he turned it around and smashed the cake back in Anja's face And it was like a that was a turning on you moment, but like aha, I saw the knife coming into my back. Try, try to stab me in the back a little harder next time, kind of thing. Like it's yeah. almost like a they, they know what they're involved in. They're both keeping an eye on each other. So I think this match is going to be who can out heal the other, and the one who gets out healed is going to be upset about it. And depending on how that, what low that is, might be too low for the others like it. And that's where the true descent comes from. Doubled on top of. Miscommunication that will likely result in them losing the tag title match earlier in the night. So, I don't think this situation ends up with one or the other out and out being the heel standing over the other, okay, just yet. So, I think that doesn't come down until like grand slam, okay, like a little more wasted down.
0: No, so who do you think's gonna have the W?
1: That's where I, I kind of dance around that because I'm not too sure. Certain. The more I think about it, Adam Cole winning is a very po- is a very possible thing, it's but it's very attractive. I think MJF sneaks it out. I think MJF sneaks it out after being convinced that Adam Cole turned on it.
0: Okay, all right. Uh, who's going um, next? Uh, David or... can go next. Okay. Right. This is what I think is gonna happen. Everyone's thinking someone's gonna turn heel or <laughs> anything. I think is that with Roderick Strong, he's going to cost him on the first match, and hopefully he would think that's going to go through his mind, cast out. And I think he's like, hopefully the damage is not done. I think sun's going to happen where either MJF takes him out, or he stays in the back. I think it's going to be a clean match. Interesting. MJF wins cleanly, they shake hands, hug, Pyro goes off, happy ending. I'm thinking later on though, because punk is punk is uh, sidetracked with hopefully uh, the elite. I'm thinking they don't they build up the dissension and the heel to all all out, all out yes, all out. <laughs> that's when Adam Cole turns heel because they need a big moment in Chicago. they always do. Adam Cole turns heel wins the title there. But by the help of uh, pretty much the uh, Roderick Strong and the guys that Adam Cole used to bend with, like I don't know who they are. Okay. Yeah, them. What Devin said. Okay. And I'm thinking it's gonna come to the thing where MJF. I think he changes for the good, and I think he's gonna he's gonna have to humble himself to try to reconcile. With Warlow, FTR, no. and Sean Spears to take down this threat, because I think they're gonna build this up to a a big match, a big like tag match. Okay. It could be okay. it could be blood and guts, because I think that's where the payoff is gonna be. And I and I think it's gonna be where or like maybe a three way. He has to. It could be... It doesn't have to be FTR. It could be uh, Sean Spears and uh, Warlow. It's going to need forgiveness from them because he, Adam Coley taught him emotions oh, and not me. be selfish. Okay. And I think he, in order to do that, he's going to need that win and the, make all amends, like, make everything right in order to leave leave the company. Oh, okay. Like, the bidding war 2024, like, he wins the title... Leaves the company, but then comes back to be MJF. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see uh, MJF winning, and I just see them ending up booking it where MJF versus Punk, real world's champion versus the AEW champion, and that's where I can see MJF losing the title to CM, CM Punk, Punk. And, and he and Punk will do like the I I was always the real, real world's champion and, and then maybe do like the ch- uh, the thing where he tosses uh, the MJF's title in the uh, trash or something and go like this will always be the real world's title okay something oh. like that alright that, that's all good answers yeah. Uh it's a hard one to choose. Yeah, that's it's... definitely challenging. Oh, with that in mind, though, that's the whole card for All In. As uh, of right now, there could be buy-in matches, which it's, we're not going to no. count them. I think there'll yeah. be more main card
1: matches now, so at least one or two more main card oh, matches.
0: I'm thinking another one, Hook versus uh, Jack Perry. That's going to happen. I think that's going to be All Out, I, I truly think. It's Austin that awaits All Out for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, with that in mind... Uh, thank you to Devin yep. for being our thank you, thank you. first guest for uh, Ico Pal. <laughs> first ever Ico podcast. And remember guys, IcoPals Pals podcast is not just going to be wrestling. It's going to be comic book, anime, cartoons, all Pop that culture, concept. video games. It's yep. going to be whatever. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we may not always have guests. So. Yeah, yep. so. Because each week will be hard to do. <laughs> but... <laughs> With that in mind, thank you, Devin, so much for stopping by. You are a godsend. We love you so much. Uh, you are a brother to us. And thank you for doing this twice now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for the having lot. me. Uh, really appreciate you. And uh, you want to tell them uh, where we can uh, find you?
1: absolutely y'all <laughs> and over on the socials you can find me at twitter.com because it's still twitter.com handle wise twitter.com slash <laughs> abby or twitter.com slash underscore watchmania before you follow the second one that's where you can keep up with me more uh, especially when it comes to wrestling you can keep up with me over on youtube.com slash at watchmania it is where, we get, is where we do all things in regards to this brand, and mainly watch-along channel, we do AW Dynamite watch-alongs at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. BST. Uh, we do for Ra- AW Rampage watch-alongs 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. BST. I'm sorry, 7 p.m. <laughs> Pacific, 3 a.m. BST, because we have a lot of U.K. folk in our community that will actually stay up to that hour, so I feel the need to advertise that. And Collision, <laughs> same time as Dynamite, but on Saturdays. We do... Um, a My GM Mode stream Sundays, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. BSD, a little earlier for our UK folk. Uh, hosted alongside Ben, uh, being, not Beno Momino, I like to say, because <laughs> I always make fun of his name, Forever Craig, and that one Cameron Zebras. It's a four-person playthrough, and we do AEW Fight Forever Road to Elite Playthroughs on Tuesdays. We'll be doing all-in as well. We do all pay-per-views, AEW and WWE for that matter, so it's not just exclusively AEW. That's the one we prioritize. <laughs> I just got a question. <laughs> oh, by the AEW stylized yeah. logo behind
0: me. <laughs> I, I I just got a question. Did you ever miss an AEW show?
1: I uh, f- a few months ago, um, my Rampage stream got cut out, and that officially ended Best week for me. And I wasn't able to watch Collision Live because of SummerSlam. But I have seen every single episode of Dynamite, all 203 of them, live as they premiered.
0: Wow. So he he and is yes, the encyclopedia pay per view as well. Out of, out of like, how many events, too? No wonder we got them for this. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so just one last thing. You think AEW All-In is going to be a great show?
1: Uh, I think it's going to be a phenomenal show. It's still, it is not as strong as it could have possibly been, but I still think it has the potential to be the greatest show they ever put on.
0: I think the crowd's going to be the show. Yeah, it's going to, it's definitely. <laughs> the crowd is going to be the show, yeah. It's going to be rowdy. It's going to be a rowdy crowd. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. With that in mind, thank you, everyone, for stopping by listening to our beautiful voices. Uh, it's uh, Episode one is in the books. In the bag. Yeah. It's, so much, it's crazy. I can't believe it. Uh, with so that where in can m- you catch us? Uh, you can catch us on uh, our main Twitter page at or the AX, whatever you want to call it, uh, at GrizzlyKid4. You can check us out on Twitch at GrizzlyKid4. You can check us out on YouTube, GrizzlyKid4. It's simple, it's effective. Don't uh, forget Discord. In Discord, I don't know the the link. Mm -hmm. But with that in mind, though, thank you everyone for stopping by. It means so much to us. And if you guys got a topic in the future you guys want us to talk about on the podcast, please let us know on Twitter or YouTube in that matter, or on Twitch when we're live. We're all ears. With that in mind, this has been Adam. This has been David. This has been Alex. This has been Devin. We love you guys. Till next time, stay frosty, hate forward, be good people. We see you, sexy bitches, next time. Half half out half one. <laughs>